following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school football. Richter and Southwell to the left, Stroh to the right. Murray throws the pop pass over the middle. It's complete to the tight end at the 49-yard line. Peter Glant hauls it in for a first down after a gain of 14. Tonight, the 2020 season kicks off at Foster Field in Colony. The Bearcats welcome in the Knights of Lincoln Southeast. High School Football on KXPN is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Now they go to a single back with twins to the right, slot right, just off the right tight end. They'll run option that way. Gomez hit. Ball's fumbled. It's on the field, and Carney Heist got it. It's covered there by the Bearcats. Owen Lytle. Good job in there by the Bearcats. Jack Johnson to get in there. Players, coaches, and fans have been dreaming that we could play high school football this season, and that dream becomes a reality tonight with a great Class A matchup as a pair of playoff teams battle it out. It's the number seven Knights and the number nine Bearcats coming up next, but first it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcutter from UMK's Foster Field right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrid. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Good evening, everyone, and welcome here to Cope Coliseum as uh, the University of Nebraska at Kearney playing host again to the Bearcats in high school football this year. And, boy, it has been a long time coming to have high school sports back. With the pandemic, it's been a long, dry spell for us sports fans over the years, over the last six, seven months or so, and it is great to have high school football back here in the great state of Nebraska. Good evening, everyone. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Glad you could join us here as the Bearcats. Well, they've got a very tough schedule, and the COVID has a lot to do with it. Originally, it was Omaha Burke that was scheduled to be the Bearcats' home opener, but Omaha Public Schools has decided not to play football or any other fall sports this year because of the pandemic. So that has opened up a lot of people's schedules, including Lincoln Southeast. So Southeast will roll in here to take on the Bearcats. Carney High, number nine in the state, coming off a seven and three program a year ago. But Lincoln Southeast was nine and two one season ago. They lost their their home opener to begin the year, and then they lost in the playoffs to uh, Omaha West Side. So Southeast had a pretty good stretch there, winning nine straight games, and uh, they bring a fair number of folks back. But just like Carney High, a lot of new faces for the Knights, but this is a program that's been very good over the year. And I started to touch on it a little bit. Because of COVID-19, Carney High plays six rated teams this regular season. So they are going to be well-tested. But the way the NSA is doing it, because Omaha Burke backed out, Carney had to find a replacement, this game will not be factored in to the wild-card points. Obviously, it will be part of their their record for the season, but it won't be factored in when it comes to making the playoffs and that sort of thing. So in a sense, it's an exhibition game, but they're keeping score. They're going to play hard, and we're going to find out exactly what the Bearcats will have this year as they'll have a lot of new faces. And again, expectations for this program have been good in the last 20 years since Brandon Coolidge has uh, arrived here on campus. And again, no exception to the rule here at all because number nine in the state, they will have a lot of expectations. Obviously, they've got uh, uh, Stahlberg and other 
quality athletes that they've got to replace, and they'll turn the keys over to the offense, over to Preston Pearson, who will make his first career start tonight for the varsity at quarterback. You're listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer near you. No sense listening to me about what's going to happen here. We've got a couple of pretty good uh, football minds coming up for you. We'll talk with the two head coaches, beginning with Ryan Gatula, the head coach of Lincoln Southeast, and then we'll talk with Brandon Cool. We'll do that as we continue with more of the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show right after this. The Big Rack Shack is a one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 3210 Antelope Avenue in Kearney. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. With the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more, you can find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464. B&B Carpet and Donovan, now with Pergo Extreme Rigid Flooring, where high performance runs deep. Deeper visuals, deeper protection, deeper warranty. For the number one preferred brand in flooring, Pergo Extreme offers unmatched durability and a guarantee you expect from a high performance floor. Pergo Extreme's warranty is worry-free for life, providing extreme debt resistance, 100% kid and pet-proof warranty, and waterproof warranty. For the worry-free solution, see B&B Carpets and Donovan, and you'll see why your friends say, that's where we always go. The American farmer is faced with hundreds of decisions to make every day. At Prairie Valley, we are committed to you and the decisions you make that affect your farm for the long haul. Prairie Valley Seed is more than a price and program. Prairie Valley provides you with knowledgeable agronomists who are fully invested in the success of your farm year after year. Our long-term commitment with Prairie Valley Seeds is to be by your side to help your farm achieve success not only today, but in the future. Prairie Valley's promise is to serve the local farmer. By your side and in your field, Prairie Valley Seed. Grow without limits. Back on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on ESPN Radio and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Carney High, not on the road. They're at home, and it's not Grand Island. It's Lincoln Southeast, and that doesn't make it any easier or harder, I don't think. But uh, at least they're getting to play some football. And Coach Ryan Gatula, who's had a lot of success with Southeast, joins us here on the pregame show. Coach, uh, thanks for the time, and uh, I'm sure you're echoing every coach's sentiments. It's great to be playing ball. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, we're excited to get the season going. Uh, you know, our kids uh, have done really well with the, uh, the the things in place, and and we're excited to get started here. Tell me a little bit about how things went when you were able to get back in the weight room. When you were able to first of July go out and have contact. What did you guys get accomplished in the shortened summer? Yeah, you know, our, our strength coach, I thought, did an outstanding job of getting things set up for us. Uh, we kind of got back into the weight room around mid-June. And then later in July, we were able to get back uh, with some, some clinics. And, uh, you know, I think they did a great job of setting that up as far as, you know, how many kids we had uh, at stations and, and how that all worked. And, and like I said, it's, it's worked out really well for us uh, to this point, And it's really a credit to to him and also to uh, our kids uh, doing a great job of following those protocols. You were supposed to be playing a really tough game at home tonight, and yet somebody had to play at home and somebody had to get on the road. What were the negotiations like when you put this game together with Carney? Yeah, we, we were excited to get an opportunity to play a game. Obviously, we want to get uh, our kids some experience and and uh, worked out really well that you know another conference team uh needed the game as well and so uh, happy that that was able to work out for everybody 
you do have uh, a lot of guys to replace off what was a really uh, obviously good football team that you guys had uh, last year. What are the areas of concern after dropping that opener? You guys just ran the table. Yeah, you know, we, we do have a lot of new faces this year. Um, excited, though, because we got, you know, some younger guys that, that were in our program that uh, we think have a chance to be some really good players, and, and it's their opportunity now to step in and, and show what they can do on the varsity field. Uh, with that being said, you know, certainly we had a lot of good senior leadership from last year that uh, we got to replace, and this year's senior class has really stepped up and done a nice job of that through uh, what we've got done this summer and through the first couple weeks here. Talking with Ryan Catula, head coach at Lincoln Southeast. What uh, gave McGinnis Schneider the nod to be your starting quarterback here tonight? Well, you know, he brings a lot of things to the table for us. Uh, experience, uh, you know, he's been playing varsity football since his sophomore year, and so he's been in those situations. Uh, you know, he knows our offense really well. Also an excellent defensive player. He's been a, a starter for us at corner, and so uh, I think that experience uh, is one thing about McGinnis, and just he's a great athlete, uh, great basketball player, um, really uh, has the respect of the team, and so I expect him to really step in and do some nice things for us. Ryan, what do you think? It uh, looks like you got some guys that can catch the ball for McGinnis. What about uh, Bootenback and, and Bridger there at running back? Uh, are they the same type of player, or they give you that one-two combo? Yeah, you know, they're a little different type runners, I would say. Um, I, but I, I think, you know, nowadays I think all teams, you know, really have multiple guys that the, they want to use at that running back position. And I think uh, those two guys, as well as Nathaniel Gifford, uh, will, you know, give us uh, uh, something in the run game. And, and uh, we'll just we'll find out. We don't know a lot about them. We had two seniors that kind of played that position last year. But uh uh, they're good kids and, and uh, good athletes, and so uh, they're excited for the opportunities. A lot of new starters on the line. How many of these guys that are starting tonight actually have some pretty good varsity experience, though? Well, uh, you know, Marcus Kostanek is a guy that uh, has varsity experience for us. Uh, uh, James Farless is another guy that's a senior that has certainly played uh, at the varsity level. Uh, Maddox Burton on both sides of the football. So uh, we do have some seniors in there that uh, have that varsity experience. And we also have some guys that are really getting their first taste of uh, real varsity experience. And so, uh, like I said, this game was big for us for them to, to get a chance to get out there on a varsity field against a really good football team. Ryan Gatula is with us here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, getting ready to kick it off tonight at Foster Field against Kearney here on ESPN. What about this sophomore at left tackle, Coach? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, he, he's gonna he's gonna learn varsity football real quick. But uh, you know, he's done a really nice job uh, through the first two weeks of camp here, and and he's one of a number of sophomores that we think uh, uh, can help us out as we progress here through the season. Of course, the left tackle is Gunnar Gatula, big sophomore that uh, hopes to carry on that uh, family tradition. Would you uh, look at Carney? Uh, they also have very few returning starters. Lost some All State guys off last year's team that went pretty deep. Uh, what do you see from them? Well, offensively, they're really multiple in what they do. Uh, they always play hard. They're really well coached. Uh, that's what we, we know a lot about uh, Carney from that standpoint. And it's a, it's a great football program. And, and so we know that, you know, they may have some inexperienced players, but uh, they're going to have good players that understand their system. And, and uh, you know, we, we were excited to get a, to play against a great program like them. 
Ryan, let me ask you, and I've asked a couple of coaches in Lincoln about this, kind of took it on the chin a couple of years ago that Lincoln football overall was down, and I've seen the youth program. There seems to be so many kids that are out there uh, around Sherman on Sunday playing uh, youth football that I'm sure you've been around and bringing the kids up through. And now it looks like maybe Lincoln is getting a little stronger. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah, you know, I think uh, our youth coaches here in Lincoln do an excellent job, and uh, we get kids that, you know, I've learned the game really well and understand the game well. And so, um, you know, we're excited about uh, what our youth coaches are able to do here in Lincoln and, um, you know, look forward to continuing to develop those kids as we get them. Well, Coach, it's always great chatting with you, whether it's a Southeast or Shrine or whatever the case may be. It uh, looks like you got another good football team. So wish you the best of luck tonight and throughout the season. Thank you. I appreciate it, and thanks for having me. That's Ryan Gatula, head coach of the Knights of Lincoln Southeast, coming off a 9-2 and two season, and we will hear from Brandon Cool of the Carney Bearcats when the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show continues. Transmission problems, sloppy or jerky shifting could be a serious hit to your pocketbook, or sometimes a simple repair is all that is needed. Maybe a solenoid or a small electronic part. Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions. We'll share some money-saving choices of whether to repair or replace your transmission. Two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, foreign or domestic. The only way is TBK. 2520, have any queue or online at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way is TBK. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Carney in Grand Island. Tired of looking at your family as they stare into their phones? Why not give them something incredible to look at, like Mother Nature, while cruising around in a new or used boat from Buzz's Marine? Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, can help you and your family unplug and de-stress in a healthy way on the water. They have sport and surf boats, deck boats, fishing boats, and pontoons and triple tunes. Whatever you choose, you can't lose. Find out more today at Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer at 5th and Central Kearney, or online at Buzz's Marine. And welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on ESPN Radio as Carney High opens the season tonight against Lincoln Southeast instead of on the road at Grand Island. Coach Brandon Cool is with us. And Coach, uh, just start off with that. We're going to have to talk a little COVID before we talk about the football team, but uh, you got to feel fortunate that you're able to play tonight. You're exactly right. Getting started in the middle of June and then having uh, a lot of things go down at the college football scene. Uh, those guys canceling a lot of football games that made us a uh, little bit on the nervous side, whether we're going to be able to play these first two or three weeks of the football season. And so here we are. We're going to get an opportunity to play against Lincoln Southeast, and our kids are definitely uh, looking forward to this opportunity. Coach, what's the last three weeks been like uh, since getting into conditioning and being able to get into official practice? Well, these guys put a lot of time and effort into preparing for their their uh, football season. They did a great job of uh, taking care of business in the uh, uh, in the springtime and the off season, and then we were able to get those guys in the weight room in the, the middle of June. Uh, we had tremendous attendance. Again, these kids didn't have an opportunity to go anywhere on family vacations or a lot of camps, so most of the kids were in town all summer, and so our attendance was terrific. And then you come in and you put in uh, the hard work, uh, your testing and conditioning week. And then for sure, the last three weeks of practice have been terrific. 
we had great senior leadership. These guys have been waiting in the wings to, to be kind of the leaders of our football program. And uh, then you throw in a bunch of juniors uh, to uh, kind of fill in the gaps where we need in the senior class. And we feel like we're going to put a pretty good product on the field as long as we can uh, stay healthy. And then hopefully the ball bounce our ways away uh, a couple times here correctly. Brandon Cool, head football coach at Kearney High, getting ready to start the season here tonight at Foster Field. We talked a little bit about this with Bob Jensen earlier in the week. With the schedule the way it was, you lost a couple of games against teams that weren't necessarily going to be top five teams, and then you put two top ten teams, um, possibly top five teams on your schedule. Just talk about that change. Yeah, we uh, we, we definitely got, our, got ourselves a difficult schedule. Uh, it might be... Uh, a uh, bad scenario at the end, but who knows? These kids just want to get an opportunity to play. So how things unraveled, we were able to uh, move ground to week nine, which that'll be a fantastic game to finish up our regular season. And then to throw in uh, Lincoln Southeast, who will be a top 10 team. And then obviously uh, uh, Omaha Westside, who's probably the best team in the state. So um, yeah, that we didn't, uh, we didn't do any favors for ourselves. Um, but at the end of the day, I think uh, you talk to the kids, coach, we just want to play. We just want to get an opportunity to play. And uh, anytime you can play great competition at the Class A level, it only makes you better as you're getting yourself prepared for district competition. Coach, when's the last time, because there are so many new names, when we just even look at the roster, let alone the starting lineup, uh, graduated so many kids. We talked about it on every sport that the guys were involved in. Uh, You're going to have a lot of new faces out there. When's the last time you had a team like this, and what was that season like for you? How do you you coach when you have so many new kids? Well, I think it's a general – uh, situation for us uh, year in and year out. We're always going to bring back about two or three guys on both sides of the football. Uh, we're going to be senior heavy, senior dominant. And so we try to prepare our guys as a backup roles a year ago or, or give them a great JV schedule a year ago where it helps them elevate their uh, level of play. So they're ready to go here on Friday nights, but this is a normal situation for us. We understand that we're going to have a lot of holes to fill. And uh, so we've had great competition the first three weeks of practice and as we continue on, where you're going to see a lot of numbers out there. You're going to see a lot of uh, faces out there. You're going to see a lot of people get an opportunity to play uh, a lot of football. We're going to try to stay as heavy as we can on the defensive side of the ball. And then uh, as we go offensively, we're going to have to get some of those guys from the defensive side, some breathers. And so offensively, you're going to see a lot of kids that are going to rotate in and out. Uh, early in the year, I think our special teams are going to have to hold us uh, into some of these uh, uh, games, whether it's field position or scoring some points. You know, when you have Preston Pearson back at punting and you have uh, James Dakin back at your at your kicking spot, uh, that bodes well for our specialists because we're going to have to win uh, the special teams department here to start our football season. Carney football coach Brandon Cool with us here on ESPN and our pregame show as we get ready for tonight's season opener. Coach, there's times where you can line up and just run it over people. You have been more of a team with the speed that you have had, of course, with Amico Mazner and the strength of a set throw, and we can just keep going on and on over the last few years. It doesn't mind getting to the edge. Uh, is that a, the same way that uh, we're looking at some of these guys? Well, you can't lose the Mikos of the world or the Sestros of the world and, and not have a little bit of a gap uh, uh, in those positions. Uh, as usual, most head football coaches, they go into their football season. Uh, we we got to see how these guys play live and how fast we're going to be is yet to be determined. There's a question mark going in. I think we're going to be nice sized up front on both the offensive and defensive lines, which uh, can definitely be a big benefit for you, especially uh, later on in the season. Uh, so foot speed wise, and then it all goes back to what type of a, uh, a foot speed slash athletic ability does your opponents have? And some of these teams that we have on our schedule, 
sometimes we don't match up very well with them. And so it's one of those things where you're going to have to give them a lot of different looks offensively and defensively. You're going to have to keep your wits uh, special team wise and win the field battle and then keep it simple. You're going to have to take care of the football and you're going to do a great job of both field tackling. So uh, I don't know if our philosophy has changed a whole lot because of our, because of our personnel. Uh, we just need to get some game experience uh, under these guys' belt before district competition starts. I want to ask about a couple positions before we kind of wrap things up here. First is running back. How did you think things went in the scrimmage in, in the last three weeks? Did it separate? Well, uh, I don't know. It definitely did not separate. Well, we got about two or three guys we're keeping an eye at, and uh, Parker Weiss and Miguel Molina and, and this Chris Dutenhofer. And so you might see uh, uh, two of those three or all three of those guys get some playing time. Uh, and we got a hot hand. We're probably going to keep riding with that uh, with that running back. Those guys are also special team players, and then a couple of those guys will be uh, starting on defense for us or playing a lot of defense for us. So um, we, we, we got a big question mark there, and, and as we get some game experience, we'll know uh, further along in week four, week five on, on which running back can take care of our offense. And we talk about all the new guys. You've got some good guys coming back. We talked about it earlier this month on the Doug and Daddy Show, but Jack Johnson looks like the guy that could be the leader of this team. It's kind of funny. The college coaches have had a lot of opportunities uh, during this quarantine and this pandemic to spend more time. They probably watched more high school game film than they've ever done uh, in their entire career just talking to them. And one of the things that they keep mentioning is, man, this Jack Johnson can play football. Now, we said that a year ago. That's why he started for us. And then as our coaches go back and review the videos from, from a year ago to prepare for our upcoming season, um, a lot, a couple of our coaches said the same thing. Man, Jack is can play the game of football, especially the linebacker position. So there's no doubt about it. He's going to have to lead our defense in the middle there. He can get sideline to sideline. He sees it. He gets it. He knows where to get himself up from a position perspective in order to make a play. And so uh, the problem is he's going to play both sides. He's going to get in there a receiver, rotate in and out at a receiver. And so uh, he better be in great shape because his tongue might be uh, hanging out by the end of the football game especially if it's in the 90s or uh, upper 80s here the first mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And finally, Coach, sure. uh, just uh, what you're going to see tonight from Southeast. Well, Southeast is Southeast. Um, it looks like we haven't played Southeast for, gosh, I don't know, seven or eight years now, I believe. And I didn't even thought, in fact, I was going to go back and look and see when the last time we played those guys. And uh, as you analyze last year's game film, they had uh, got to the quarterfinals and got, uh, got beat by uh, Westside in the quarterfinals. And so you, you, you dictate uh, they're still going to try to get as many guys up front that have a little bit of size. They want to be physical. They're going to get in that eye, and they're going to run straight downhill at you. Um, they did start to uh, spread it out a little bit more as the season went on a year ago. And I think coming into this season, they got some receivers that I think have um, some pretty good uh, um, uh, data or some pretty good stats that go along with them. So they're six you know, they're six two, six three, six four. They're big kids out there, which uh, uh, which we're kind of preparing for. Maybe they're going to throw the ball a little bit more than they've done in the past. So, uh, who knows? We're going to have to make adjustments on the run in that first quarter. Uh, we've prepared for everything that they've done in the past. Now uh, we've got to figure out, settle in what they're going to do offensively and defensively against us here uh, tomorrow night. All right, Coach, looking forward to following the Bearcats uh, once again this fall. Always exciting and uh, always appreciate your time. So best of luck. Uh, thank you for your coverage. That is the head coach of the Bearcats, Brandon Cool, here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, and we'll be back with the starting lineups from Foster Field right after this. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank 
while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Ryan Redinger would like to wish all of the Kearney area athletes good luck in their competition this week. As the owner of O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home, Ryan knows that everyone's game of life comes to an end someday, and he wants you to know that he and his staff are here to create healing moments for you and your loved ones. The staff at O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home knows a loving event celebrates the choices they made, the relationship you shared, and honors their memory. Give them a call today at 308-234-3500. SeaTech Restoration and Flooring in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. High standard for quality or priority with SeaTech to ensure all jobs are done right, right away. Water damage, flooring needs? Contact SeaTech Restoration and Flooring in Kearney. Five stations. Boom 30 KHS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of Railroad on first. On the bricks. Downtown Carney for a free estimate. Time now for our startling lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney. We'll begin, first of all, for Lincoln Southeast. Uh, starting on offense for them, Cooper Tracy will start at center. He is a 6'2", 300-pound junior. Also at right guard is Nate Fulmer, a 6'2", 265-pound junior. Andrew Pouse will also make the start. He's at left tackle and, excuse me, at left guard, and he is a 6'2", 205-pound senior the right guard, Marcus Kostanek, one of the few returning starters for Southeast. He is a 6'2", 245-pound senior. And as you heard in the coach's interview, the left tackle is the coach's son, Gunnar Gatula, a big kid. He's a sophomore, 6'5", 255 pounds. At wide receiver, Tavon Thompson, a 6'4", 205-pound senior, uh, Ethan Steer, also wide receiver, he's six foot, 180 pounds, and a senior. Derek Branch, also at wide receiver, he is 5'11", 175 pounds, and a senior. The fullback will be uh, Barrett France, and France, 6'3", 245 pounds, and a senior. The running back will be Max Butenbach. Butenbach is uh, uh, just a sophomore, 6'1", 190 pounds, and the quarterback is McGinnis Snyder. He is 6'2", 185 pounds, and a senior. The head coach, as we mentioned, of Lincoln Southeast is Ryan Gatula. 
Now for the Bearcats, and we'll begin, first of all, at center for their offense will be Aiden Brummer. Brummer is 6'1", 265 pounds, and a senior. At right guard is Carson Snacker. He is 5'10", 205 pounds, also a senior. At uh, left guard is Carter Krause, a 6'253-pound senior. The tackle, left tackle, Colden Grassmeyer is 6'260 pounds and a senior. At uh, right tackle is Gabe Van Winkle, also a uh, coach's son. And Van Winkle is a 6'3", 240-pound senior. At wide receiver will be uh, Peter Glant. Uh, Glant is 6'3", 210 pounds, and a senior. Uh, also starting out there will be uh, Jack Johnson, 6'2", 220 pounds, and a junior. Uh, at uh, slot back will be Seth Altwine. Altwine is 6'170 pounds, and a senior. Alex Shaw will also start at uh, a slot position, and he is 6'1", 190 pounds, and a senior. Parker Weiss will do most of the uh, carrying today of the football. He is a six-foot, 200-pound junior. And Preston Pearson will quarterback the Bearcats. He is 6'2", 205 pounds, and a senior. And as you take a look at uh, Carney High's offense, Pearson last year threw only uh, 12 times all season, completed six passes for a total of 95 yards. And uh, Nico Maisner last year ran for 1,200 yards. He ran for 126 yards per game a year ago. Well, the new running back, Parker Wise, had a total of 126 yards carrying the pigskin last year on 14 carries. So, obviously, uh, choose to fill there. But, again, we know that about both of these two squads. They're pretty young, and then they'll have to kind of learn as they go, and they're going to both be learning under fire as it is a couple of pretty good football teams out here. Number seven, Lincoln Southeast, taking on number nine, Carney High. That's our starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank here in Kearney. And again, a much more sparse crowd. Players could invite uh, just a handful of just about four members of their family to come in and watch them play. The student body is uh, not able to come into the stadium. That does not mean that they're not represented. Uh, the uh, the Rowdies are up there on well, what used to be called Cannon Hill, uh, the dike up there just to the north of the stadium. So they, they have a little bit of a vantage point. And trust me, those kids will make enough noise that the, the young men playing football down here, they'll be able to hear it. You've been listening to our pregame show brought to you by Hogemeyer Hybrids. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer near you. Carney High will get their hands on the football first and uh, teeing it up here to kick it off is going to be, uh, I believe that's Nate McCashland. Uh, excuse me, Henry Woods, rather. Yeah, it's 88 out there. So Henry Woods will be doing the kicking off here for Lincoln Southeast. And uh, the return guys for Kearney High will be Caden Miller and Miguel Molina. Molina, one of those guys that uh, is starting on defense but uh, not starting on offense. And uh, we'll see who gets things started here uh, with their hands on the football first. As we're all set and ready to go. And finally, high school football. Back on the air here on the ESPN Superstation KXPN. Ball is in the air. It's going to be picked up there by Miller. Miller at about the five-yard line, comes right up the middle, has a little seam, gets spun around after he gets about to the 20-yard line. He'll get across the 20, nearly to the 24, and that's where the Bearcats will set up shop. And for duty, getting the final instructions here from Coach Cool will be 
the new quarterback, Preston Pearson. 6'2", 205 pounds, and a senior here for the Bearcats. The ball will be on the right hash mark at the 24-yard line, so it'll be first and 10 from the 24. And they're going to reset the play clock. For years, they never allowed high school players to uh, use a play clock, and I've never understood if you have a stadium that has it, why you couldn't use it, and they finally fixed that. They're going to Put one running back to the left here. Pearson's going to keep it himself. He'll go right over tackle, and he'll be met as he gets to the line of scrimmage. And we'll push the pile forward. Cody Gennetti will make the uh, tackle here for Lincoln Southeast. And a nice little gain there of about three and a half. We'll call it four yards. And so it'll set up now second and six for Carney High. And again, a good, safe little play. You almost kind of want your quarterback to get hit on the very first play, kind of ease any of those butterflies that they might have. And get things going. So, again, Miller will call out the signals here. And they will hand the ball off to Parker Wise. Wise will go to that right side, and he's got about six yards. Had just a quick little seam. Finally, cleaning things up is uh, Tidum Teoli for Lincoln Southeast, the sophomore. And it'll be first and ten, except there is a flag right at the point of attack. And that's going to be a chop block here on the Bearcats. So that is going to negate a first down play. And that's going to back them up 15 yards. So they'll take them all the way back to the 15-yard line here. And that will make it now well, a long ways to go here. they got to go about 19 yards, we'll call it. So it'll be second and 19 here for the Bearcats. And we're pretty advanced here at uh, Foster Field because the new down markers actually tell you how many yards they got to get for the first down. This radio guy is kind of like that. He even lights up. So now you have to dig in your playbook just a little bit deeper if you're Coach Cool to find out what you want to do here on second and 19 after having a first down. But the chop block negates it, and they'll just hand it right up the middle. And uh, just not much room to go there at all there for Parker Wise. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. Nice little safe play. And, yeah, actually he'll lose about six inches on the play. So we'll now make it third and 19. And again, that chop block negating a first down. They kind of got Carney moving in the right direction. Now they're facing third and 19 on their first possession of the season. And again, you got a senior quarterback. Again, he only threw 12 passes all of last year in varsity action. So you got to turn the keys over to him sometime. He's got trips to the left, and he'll throw it to the one receiver he's got to the right. It's a jump ball, and it's going to be incomplete. Caden Miller there trying to win the battle against the cornerback uh, there, David Swanson. It falls incomplete, so it'll be a three and out here for Carney High because of that 15-yard penalty. So Bearcats hold on to the football for less than two minutes here, and coming in to uh, punt will be Preston Pearson. So not only does he quarterback for you, he'll also, on fourth down, kick the football. And he'll get it, and there is a uh, whistle here, and that'll be a legal procedure. So Bearcats have tried to run four plays, and they've been whistled for two penalties. So that will back them up another five yards. So instead of being at the 15-yard line, it'll be down to the 10. So your punter now is standing in the end zone. So, again, you expect early on in the season some jitters, some mistakes, and it certainly has happened here to Carney High in their very first possession as about three yards deep in the end zone. Is going to be Pearson waiting for the ball. A little bit of pressure, a little bit of a 
uh, knuckleball kick that hits about the 35-yard line will go out to near the 50. And on the return here is going to be David Swanson. But Bearcats had pretty good pursuit there, and they're able to track him down out of bounds. But good starting position here for the Knights as they'll have the ball at about the 43-yard line. So it'll be first and 10 here from the 43. So we'll see what they can get done on their very first possession. And again, just like Carney High, they're breaking in a new quarterback, McGinnis Snyder. And uh, last year, he did not attempt a pass in varsity action. So Snyder will call things out here. He's a senior, and he's just going to keep it himself. Rolls to that left side. Good work there by that defensive line. And then making the tackle there is going to be Caden Johnson. Johnson doing a great job from his nose guard position. Stood his guy up, chucked him off, was able to kind of move with uh, the rest of that defensive line for Carney High. And they're actually going to knock the quarterback back for a one-yard loss here. So second and 11 here for Southeast from the 44-yard line. Under center is going to be McGinnis, and he'll hand the ball right up the middle. And not much room to go there at all for his uh, running back, Max Butenbach. And Butenbach just right up the middle, and again, just stuffed by the center of that defensive line here for Carney High. And uh, tip your hat there to uh, Gabe Ben Winkle and Caden Johnson for just kind of standing everything up right there in the middle. So it'll be third and nine. It gained about a yard and a half, we'll call it. So looking to throw here is going to be McGinnis. He's got time to throw. He'll throw it in underneath and is going to be incomplete with a pass thrown that low. Even if Jake Applegate would have been able to hold on to the football, it would not have been enough for the first down. So both teams are three and out. Carney High, if you remember, did have a first down, but negated by that uh, illegal block penalty. And we'll see if they can get something going the next time they have their hands on the football. Back to return the uh, punt here is going to be Miller. So the uh, punter, Braden Bordeaux, and a little bit of a high snap. Pressure coming, Bordeaux, fairly short kick. I think we're going to get a fair catch. Yes, we are at about the 20-yard line. Thinking better of the situation there is going to be Caden Miller. Miller, a junior, but he's been around often uh, long enough to know that trying to return that one would not have been very good for his health at all. Glad you could join us here for high school football here on the ESPN Superstation. Our broadcast booth is always brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you to the play-by-play. Carney Towing and Repair is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy-doing towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. So first and 10 for the Cats here from about the 19-yard line. And so they'll move a man across the formation here. Pearson's going to keep it. He'll pitch the ball out over here to Wise, and Wise will get about to the 16-yard, about to the 20-yard line. So he's actually going to lose yardage on the play, going to lose about a yard and a half. So that was sniffed out pretty well there by Lincoln Southeast. The end on this near side was able to uh, string that one out. And so I think that was uh, on this side was uh, Nathaniel Gifford got part of that tackle as well as uh, Barrett France. So now they'll go out of the pistol here. Pearson, he's going to roll out to his right, keeps it himself, breaks a tackle, and he'll bring it across the 30-yard line out to about the 35. Good work there. Gain of 17 on the play. Thought they had him near the line of scrimmage, but he was able to just kind of slide off that would-be tackler and then finally reeling him in. 
is going to be Nathaniel Gifford. So first and 10 here for Carney High as the Bearcats have their first first down of the season. It's just the one that counts anyway. They had one earlier, but again, it was negated by the penalty. So now it'll be first and 10 from, they're going to spot it at the 34-yard line. So good work to start things off here. And they'll run that little option, and they'll give it to Wise. Wise will move to his right, trying to find somewhere to find a little seam. He'll nudge up and gain maybe two yards on the play. And so a, a moderate gain, but at least a gain here. On the second possession of the game here for Carney High. Already Carney Catholic on top of Wood River Shelton, seven to nothing. That game's over on Power 99. No score yet between Adams Central and Holdridge, also in Class C1. That is on KICS Radio. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our games on the Platte River Radio Group of Stations and at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance of Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Second and eight here for the Cats. Time to throw here for Pearson. Pearson throws it deep, and it's caught. Caden Miller down the sideline is going to be pulled down inside the 20-yard line, down to the 16. Huge gain on the play, a gain of 50 yards. A well-thrown ball there by Preston Pearson, right over the defender. His outstretched hand and over the shoulder and into the waiting hands at Caden Miller. You could not place that ball any better than that. They went from the 36 down to the 16-yard line, a gain of 50 on the play, and the Bearcats now are in business. So we'll have first and 10 and the momentum here as they've now moved to the north end of the end zone. They'll run that little read option and pulling the uh, football out of the stomach of his running back is Pearson. Pearson will go right up the middle. He'll gain about three and a half, four yards, stays right on schedule here. And just a nice little read option. And he had that, that ball in the uh, the, the belly of uh, Parker Wise for about two or three strides and then pulled it out before Wise put the clamps on it. So now Pearson will have Wise to his left in that shotgun formation. A little counterplay. They'll hand it to Wise. Wise had a little trouble with the handle, but he's able to have some room up there, is able to eke forward. And gained about three, maybe four yards on the play. Good block up front there by Colden Grassmeyer as the defensive line for Carney High asserted themselves on that end of the ball. Now the offensive line, which is a lot of the same players, they're starting to, to control things on that line of scrimmage here. And that's a great sign, not just for tonight, but for the course of the season. It's early, obviously, but a good start here for that offensive line for Carney High. Hand off again, this time right up the middle to Wise. And Wise this time, he's going to get stood up. After he gains about one yard on the play, the first one there is Ethan Steer, and then he got plenty of help from Derek Branch as well, and it's going to set up now fourth and about one here for the Bearcats. So fourth and one. Coach Cool right now is having a heart-to-heart with his quarterback, Preston Pearson, so it does not appear that we're looking at a field goal here. The Bearcats are going to go for it here on fourth and one from the seven-yard line. Again, the big play on this drive, a 50-yard pitch and catch from Pearson to Miller. And now they're trying to keep things moving here. Fourth and one from the seven. Quarterback's going to keep it. Pearson on that right side. He's got enough for the first down. He's pushing the pile forward. And now here comes the, the troops to help drive him down to the one-yard line. He had plenty 
when that first little initial went, hole went through there, had plenty of room and got through there very quickly. And then the big snow plows kept pushing him forward down to the one-yard line. So a gain of six on fourth and one. And now the Bearcats will have four cracks at it starting here from the one-yard line. So their best drive of the game so far. This is their second possession. And again, it got started with a nice little first down and then a 50-yard pitch and catch. Pearson, he'll keep it himself. He'll put his head down. He'll burrow in there. Did he get in there? Getting awfully close. They're looking in there, and they're going to say that he is just short. Just short. They're going to say he was down first before he kind of wiggled forward there. Gained maybe a half yard. The back end of the football is within that one-yard line. And so right in the middle of the field, and we'll see whether or not they keep it again. Pearson has carried it, I believe, three straight times now. And again, he's got uh, 40 yards so far running the football here in the game. So second and goal from the one. He'll keep it himself. There's a seam. There's a touchdown. Just on that right side, he's able to punch it in. And the Bearcats on the board first here with a impressive drive of 81 yards. And they lead it now six to nothing with 334 to go here in quarter number one. So now to try to add the extra point will be James Dakin. And Dakin, number 23. Oh, get it down for him. A nice high kick for Dakin, and the kick is up. It is good. Nice hold there by Pearson. The kick by Dakin makes it seven to nothing. Bearcats. Lead Lincoln Southeast with 3.34 to go here in the first quarter. We'll return to Foster Field right after this. Let's do business in the Heartland. Heartland Chevrolet Buick, Lexington, Nebraska, the newest addition to the Platte Valley Auto Pony Express winning team. The largest selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs around. Great deals happen here. Sales, service, parts and tires, collision center, and more. Come see why. We are the fastest growing auto stores in central Nebraska. Great selection. Chevrolet Buick, Ford, Lincoln, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, and Ram. The only thing you need to know for all your automotive needs. Platte Valley Auto, Lexington, Kearney, Pony Express, Chevrolet, Gothenburg, Menden, and now Heartland Chevrolet Buick, Lexington, Nebraska, where everybody gets a great deal and a great deal more whether it's a car accident storm damage or fire when the unthinkable happens it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes in this moment it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do in this moment what matters is that barney insurance your independent insurance agent and the company that stands behind them have you covered auto owners insurance the no problem people contact barney insurance now at the corner of avenue ann and 56th street in carney also holbridge lexington and lincoln barneyinsurance.net well our first five points bank touchdown for six points by number six on the season nice little uh, drive there by preston pearson as he now has over 40 yards rushing has our first touchdown bearcats up seven to nothing now after adding the extra point i kick off here by james dakin it's going to be picked up at about the five-yard line. And with it here, it's going to be booting back and booting back. It's going to be up and a great open field tackle by Ryan Green. And Green, a special teams monster on that play. Came in there, a great form tackle there in space. And that gives a little bit more momentum here for Carney High. He was able to drive 81 yards on their second possession of the season. And now they lead it 7 to nothing chance here for Southeast, obviously, to answer back here. Uh, they'll have their worst field position of the night at their own 15-yard line. 
So in under center here is going to be McGinnis Snyder, 6'2", 185 pounds, and a senior. And they'll go off an offset eye, and they'll pitch the ball back out here for Nigel Bridger. Bridger on that left side is not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Great pursuit there by Carney High. The first one in there to kind of muck up the works here is Jack Johnson. Johnson is able to uh, fight off a couple of blockers right in front of him uh, from his linebacker position. And a good job by that uh, defensive line by Van Winkle there to occupy the blockers to keep his linebacker clean there. No gain on the play. It'll be second and 10. Out of the pistol, they'll hand the ball off on a little counter. Coming through there is Bridger. Bridger this time is able to slip off to that left side, and now the secondary is going to have to make the play for Carney High. Riley Miller leads the way with the tackle. That's going to be a nice little gain of about eight. We'll see exactly where they stack it down here. It must have came down with that knee before he ended up sliding because they only gave him about six and a half. We'll call it third and three here. So third and three here for the Knights. And we'll see what the Bearcats decide to dial up here on defense. Pressure right up the middle and not much room to run. Van Winkle's going to make the tackle for no gain as they hand it off to Bridger. And good work there by that uh, defensive line. Caden Johnson, uh, Peter Glant was in there as well. Just kind of stacking everything up. No gain on fourth and three. And now forced to punt here is going to be Lincoln Southeast. Two possessions, two three and outs for this Carney High defense. A great start here, and Carney should have their best field position of the night after the punt here by Braden Bordeaux. Bordeaux, good snap, and he puts a high kick and calling for the uh, fair catch, and dropping the football is going to be Miller, but I think Miller was able to come back on it. Yeah, that was a, a nervous moment there, but Caden Miller able to fall on that football first. And the Bearcats will have it at about the 36-yard line. So the first and 10 from the 37. They moved it in front of where the official was standing. So Carney High fueled by a big 50-yard pitch and catch. Reeled in by Caden Miller, but a beautiful ball thrown by Preston Pearson. And uh, again, Pearson on that uh, one pass. Uh, pretty much uh, more yards than they had last year in varsity action. Or at least half of it, anyway. Had 95 total yards a year ago, but that was a beautiful ball. And they're going to empty the backfield. Pearson's the only one back there. They'll put a man in motion, and they'll hand it off on a jet sweep. And cutting back to the inside after uh, gaining a couple of yards there is going to be number 35, Chris Dutenhofer. So the 175-pound junior, number 35, Dutenhofer, with a nice little uh, jet sweep, gained of about five yards on the play. The great thing about those jet sweeps is it really impacts your linebackers and how they have to kind of flow. They just can't pin their ears back and kind of guard everything tackle to tackle. They always have to kind of keep their head on a swivel with that jet sweep. So if those can be effective, that can be pretty good news here for Carney High. We'll call it a gain of four, second and six. And they'll hand it off on the counter here for Weiss. Weiss is going to throw it, and he's got a man. Caden Miller makes the catch at the 30. He's going to be pulled down at about the 25-yard line. So nice work there by Parker Weiss on the throw. And the ball down to about the 23. A gain of 30 on the play. 
Carney High, a little trickery there, kind of keeping Lincoln Southeast honest, and they've been able to do some damage. They had a 50-yard pass in their first touchdown drive, and now they got a 30-yarder. They'll set it up at the 23-yard line. Pearson, just a fullback, uh, quarterback sweep here, and he'll bring it down to about the 18-yard line. That'll be a gain of five. Nothing fancy about it. Jake Applegate leading the way here for Lincoln Southeast on the tackle. Gain of five, but again, very consistent is that offense for the Bearcats. Their offensive line has been able to give their running back time to throw the football, their quarterback time to throw the football. They've opened up some holes, and there hasn't been huge gaping holes, but the Bearcats are quick enough that they just kind of need that little seam to get things going. So it'll be second and five, and that will be the end of quarter number one. The Bearcats threatening here. They lead it seven to nothing. They'll have it second and five from the 18. Well, we return for the second quarter right after this timeout. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at DowneyDrilling.com. Bearcats up 7-0 as we get ready to start the second quarter here. Just a beautiful night for football. 81 degrees. It's cooling down. About a 10-mile-an-hour wind from the north. And obviously the field in great shape here at Foster Field. And the turf is looking good. Tonight's field conditions brought to you by Impact Ag Partners. Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans, Impact Ag Partners, and Pioneer Seed. Science with service delivering success. A little bit of a longer break here so everybody can uh, get some water in them because it is a little warmer out there. So I think they're giving them a little bit more time here between quarters and it allows us to get you updated on our game on Power 99. Carney Catholic right now leading the Silverbacks of Wood River Shelton 21 to nothing. That game still in the first quarter. Adams Central should be pretty good in Class C1 as well. They lead 14 to nothing at home against Holdridge. That game over on KICS Radio. And on KHAS, McCook and Hastings tied 7 to 7. That game in the first quarter. And over on the Breeze, 94 5, Kennesaw leading Axtell 14 to nothing. Here's second and five from the 15 yard line. Calling out the signals here is going to be Pearson. Pearson will run that option and he'll hand the ball off. Here again to Dutenhofer. Dutenhofer broke one tackle, but there was a lot of Knights there with pursuit. And so he will gain probably a couple of yards when he should have lost a couple of yards. And he'll set up now third and three. That was pretty good work there by Dutenhofer, who's 5'8", 175 pounds. And uh, he was able to uh, muscle his way out of one would-be tackler, but wasn't able to get away from the, uh, the rest of the Knights of the round table. As the Knights make the tackle, it'll be a gain of two. So third and three here for the Bearcats from the 16-yard line. So Pearson 
We'll have Dutenhopper to his left. He'll follow Dutenhopper's block, but making the tackle in underneath is going to be Jake Applegate. Applegate came in from his linebacker position and uh, really took away what was looking like a pretty good ISO play there for the Cats. It'll be a gain of about a yard and a half, but Applegate's tackle keeps them from having a first down here. It'll be fourth and a good solid one. We'll call that a gain of two, and it's going to be fourth and one. The Bearcats are able to cash in on a fourth down from about the seven-yard line on their first touchdown drive. A little bit of movement up front, but apparently the Knights have not crossed the line of scrimmage on the hard count here for Pearson. Now Pearson kind of prairie-dogging over here, taking a look at Coach Cool, and Coach Cool calls a timeout. So with the timeout, and as always, our timeouts are uh, brought to you by ENT Positions at Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. 10.33 to go here, second quarter. Bearcats, fourth and one from the 14 when we return right after this. Mother Nature always has a way of delivering a few surprises. That's why your Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer is always standing by. Formerly serving you as crop production services, we're the same faces you've relied on for years, but now more capable than ever, no matter what comes your way. Delivering access to the resources of the world's largest ag retailer with local growing guidance and expertise. We're more than an unwavering partner. We're the first choice in the field to help you get the most out of yours. Well, it appears Carney might be looking at a field goal here as uh, there's been a James Dakin sighting in that huddle, but they're still huddling up and talking things over. It would be about a 31-yarder, and Dakin is out there. Again, the uh, holder is Preston Pearson. And Pearson will put down the uh, the tee. Dakin going through the methodology here, so Pierce Carney High is going to try the 31-yard field goal. Good snap, good hold. The kick is up high, and it is good. So Dakin, a 31-yard field goal. And so the Bearcats now up by two scores. It's 10-0 Carney High, 10-28 to go, second quarter, and we'll turn to Foster Field right after this. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Blake at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they are where you are. With six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, they provide the highest quality care to everyone. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produce the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. And welcome back here to Foster Field. 10-0 Carney High as they've uh, scored their last two possessions. A touchdown after a 50-yard pitch and catch. And then this last drive featured a 30-yard halfback pass. They decide not to go for it on fourth down. And Dakin, not only does he hit the 31-yard field goal, he's now punched the ball deep into the end zone for the touchback. 
So, again, the uh, wind a little bit at his back, and that did not hurt that at all. About a 10-mile-an-hour wind, and they'll stretch out the chains over there by the chain gang at the 20-yard line. They'll set up shop there. Our chain gang moving the chains just like Carney Towing Repair will do for you. You're stranded on the side of the road no matter where. They'll get you home. Chain gang well represented by the English and Social Studies Department at Kearney High. Business teacher in there, too. So under center is going to be the quarterback, Snyder. Snyder will just hand the ball right up the middle, and boy, Nigel Bridger, just a bowling ball going right up the middle, just kind of getting what he can. And so a nice little uh, run right up the middle. Van Winkle makes the tackle, but a gain of eight on the play. So it'll set up now second and two here for Kearney High, and they're going with an offset eye, and they're going to reset the 25 clock. Second and two. Now they'll move that clock. We're inside at 10 minutes to go here, second quarter. And a 10-0 Kearney High lead. Hand off off that backside, and cutting in there is uh, going to be Nathaniel Gifford. And Bridger on the tackle for the Bearcats, but that's going to be enough for the first down. Well, moving forward about three and a half yards. They needed two. Jack Johnson also in on the tackle. Ball at about the 31-yard line, just short of it here. Now it'll be first and 10 for the Knights, their first first down of the game. This time they'll go out of that pistol, and they pitch the ball forward here and trying to turn the edge is going to be Bridger, and Bridger is going to be taken care of there. Good open field tackle by Brecken White. And Brecken White, the 5'9", 180-pound senior. That's a good form tackle in space there by White, and it's actually going to be a loss of three on the play. So second and 13 here for the Knights, and now they're behind schedule. They have not thrown a pass yet this game, I don't believe. It was incomplete. And the quarterback's just going to keep it. It'll be a sweep here for Snyder. Snyder tries to get the edge over there, and he does pick up some good yardage there. A gain maybe of about 10 on the play. And then the tackle going to be made there by Alex Shaw. And we do have an injured Knight laying down. It's one of the linemen. And so they're going to have to come out there and attend to uh, uh, an injured Southeast player. That's Cooper Tracy that's laying down. And, again, don't really want to speculate on what the injury is, but they're rolling him over. We know it isn't anything spinal. And uh, they're kind of working on that right knee. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back to the game of life with a location near you. We have stoppage here with 8.40 to go in quarter number two. It'll be third and three from the 27. Bearcats on top, 10 nothing. We'll step away for a moment. We'll be back with the third down right after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. 
to put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision. Call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Well, Cooper Tracy's been helped off the field here for Lincoln Southeast, and uh, so they're going to have to do without his services. It would appear, it looks like it is a right knee injury. Again, our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. You can get back to the game of life with a location near you. Third and three here from the 37. They go with a full house backfield, and the quarterback's going to keep it. He fakes the pitch, gets to the outside, and gets just enough for the first down. It was a naked bootleg there. Alex Shaw wasn't fooled, but he was unable to really make a, a didn't have the right angle to get to McGinnis Snyder, and Snyder, give him credit, uh, he knew he was going to get tackled and was able to lunge forward just enough for the first down. So the second first down of the game here for the Knights, this will be their best possession of the game so far, and then a high snap over McGinnis's head. Snyder's scrolling around. He'll throw the ball on that right side. It's going to be incomplete, and that is the best bunch of chicken salad he could have made out of that chicken scratching that he had with that snap sailing over his head. No loss on the play as he was able to pick the ball up on the bounce, scramble to his right, and then just throw it incomplete. And that's not intentional grounding well past the line of scrimmage. There really wasn't anybody overly close to it, but that's a uh, good piece of quarterback in there by Snyder. So Snyder now will be in under center. Looked like a snap came late. They're going to pitch the ball out here for Bridger. Bridger breaks it out to the 50. He's at the 45, a little stiff arm. He's going to be pushed out of bounds at about the 40-yard line. So that'll be a gain of 18 yards on the play. So a nice job of blocking that one. They worked that to perfection. And then that stiff arm is able to gain a few extra yards. First and 10 here. So Southeast, after the uh, drive started from the 20-yard line, they've been able to march it all the way across midfield down to the 41. So 39 yards on this drive so far. A snap out here for Snyder. Snyder on the quarterback keeper. He's going to gain about 10 yards, bounces to the outside. And again, McGinnis Snyder, they've got something going with that uh, fullback sweep. And Alex Shaw leading the tackle here for the Bearcats. But that is a gain of another 10 yards. The ball, maybe even 11. This ball spotted right at the 30-yard line, where it'll be first and 10. So the Bearcats, that defensive line had looked so good their first three possessions with a couple of three and outs. And now they need to kind of stiffen their back here a little bit as Southeast has some momentum. Fake the uh, jet sweep, handoff right up the middle here for Bridger. And Bridger now, he gains a couple of yards. That's going to be about it. And pretty good penetration there by Jack Johnson to make that a gain of only a couple of yards. Wasn't able to wrap him up real well, but he was, uh, was able to hit him in the backfield and make it so Bridger really didn't have any cutback lanes in there. So it'll be second, and we'll call it seven here. And again, out of that pistol formation is going to be Snyder. High snap. Snyder's going to throw it out on this left side to Thompson. Thompson will keep it right up the middle. Breaks one tackle. Has it at the five. Gets it inside the pylon. Touchdown. 30-yard pitch and catch to Tavion Thompson. And Thompson does a nice job reading his blocks as they kind of had just kind of an ISO screen out to this left side on second and seven. A good call here by the Lincoln Southeast coaching staff just to our right. 
And they're on the board here for the first time. Racing a 10-point deficit. Now it's a six-point, a four-point deficit. And now Nate McCashlin will try to make it a field goal difference here. McCashlin, fairly low kick here. But it is up and it is good. So McCashlin with the extra point after the five points bank touchdown by Tavian Thompson from 30 yards out. Nice pass by Snyder, but Thompson following his blocks takes it in the end zone and Carney High, their lead cut down to three. It's 10 to seven, 702 to go here. Second quarter, we're back after this. Medicine and orthopedic surgery is now offering an orthopedic rapid care clinic. During these uncertain times, our goal is to help take the burden off of our local hospitals. New West Sports Medicine is now offering a walk-in clinic for your orthopedic problems, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. No appointments necessary. Most major insurance is accepted. Call 308-865-2570 for more information. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery's new Rapid Care Clinic. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Well, Henry Woods will kick things off here for Lincoln Southeast after the Knights were able to march 80 yards after the Bearcats built a 10-0 lead. And we'll see if the Bearcats can answer a scoring drive with a scoring drive. And again, it'll be Miguel Molina and Caden Miller back deep here for the Bearcats. Molina at about the 10-yard line. Looks like the ball's no, he's going to allow Miller to have it. Miller picks it up at about the 15 and he'll dounce around after being stood up at the 23. He'll lean forward out to about the 25. He may not quite get the 25 as he's brought down by Luke Blatchford, uh, 6'3 junior here for the Knights. They're going to spot him right at the 25, it would look like. So plenty of time here for the Bearcats. They still have uh, two timeouts left. And time is not an issue at all. And by the way, Carney Catholic right now leading Wood River Shelton 28 to nothing. That game's still in the first quarter. Don't forget that our Friday night scoreboard show brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill over on Power 99. Hand off right up the middle here for Parker Wise. Wise finds a little seam, brings it across the 30-yard line, maybe down to the 31. Nice little gain on the play of about uh, seven. Now we'll call it six. And Applegate also getting part of that tackle as well. So good look here on their first play after the touchdown by Lincoln Southeast. And we'll see if, again if they want to work on this uh, right side. Where they got Van Winkle over there as well. They'll go on that right side. Lead block by Grassmeyer. And quarterback is just going to keep it right up the middle. Never really brought down. In fact, they drive him back, but he's got enough for a first down. They're going to spot him about the 40-yard line. That's a gain of nine on the play. And, again, uh, Pearson never got never got tackled, never got brought down. Just running low. Pearson last year carried the ball a total of uh, 17 times for about 60 yards. 
He's had a pretty good night running the football here so far. Inside is six minutes to go here. First and 10 from the 40. And the pass is going to be incomplete, tipped in the air, and that's going to be dangerous. They were trying to connect with Jack Johnson. Johnson got a paw on it, but couldn't reel in Pearson's pass, and that will fall incomplete. And so Carney High right now, their quarterback is uh, one out of three throwing the football. They are, when you throw in that 30-yard pitch and catch here by the uh, running back Parker Wise, they've got 80 yards in the air on two of four passing as a team. But again, only 50 of those yards. And it was a beautiful ball by uh, Pearson thrown earlier that set up their first touchdown of the season. So now the second and 10. Quarterback's going to keep it. He'll take it off on that left side. He'll elude the first tackler and then lean inside of that uh, missed tackle by Maddox Burton, and he'll end up gaining about three. He'll be now third and seven. That one was a quarterback keeper the whole way. They did fake the handoff to try to get the linebackers to move to the right and then have your quarterback go off to that left side. And so Pearson talks with Coach Cool. Now he runs over to the huddle. Gives instructions to the rest of his team, and we'll see what they have in mind here on third and seven. You would say that traditionally this would be a pure passing down, but there's a lot of different things the Bearcats can do, and it will be a passing down. As Pearson will throw it right side, but he throws a little bit short of his intended receiver, Alex Shaw, and so that will be incomplete. So the Bearcats will have to give up possession of the ball here, be fourth and seven from their own 43-yard line. With 5.01 to go. Bearcats back-to-back drives. Got a touchdown and then a field goal to go up 10-0. But then the Knights answered back on their last possession to cut this down to 10-7. And so Pearson again will be in to punt. And there's going to be whistles. This will be the second time the punting unit has drawn a penalty if this goes against Carney High. And it's going to be a legal procedure against the Bearcats. Aurora right now leading North Platte 6 to nothing. They're in the second. Bennington and uh, Grand Island Northwest tied at 7. Hastings has a 7-point lead on McCook. It's 14-7 to seven in Hastings. Again, a game on KHAS Radio. York right now leading Crete 7 to nothing as well. And uh, Central City leading Battle Creek 16-13. to 13. This time they do get it off cleanly. Pearson with a nice high kick. Going to be picked up about the uh, 20-yard line. On the return here is going to be Bootenback. Bootenback is dancing around trying to find somewhere to go. And by the time he tries to find a hole to run through, Colton Urick closes that door. And he comes up there with a great stop on special teams. Urick, one of a handful of uh, Bearcats starting on defense, but not offensive starters. Urick now, after making that nice defensive play, will go back to his linebacker position here. Brecken White. Riley Miller, Tanner Johnson, Caden Johnson, all guys that start on defense that we didn't announce when we gave you the starting offensive lineup in our pregame. So first and 10 from the 25. Under center is going to be Snyder. Snyder, quick little pitch out here. Again, they'll kind of go with a little ISO screen. Thompson again on that screen. Will make the catch, and he'll bring it across the 30 out to about the 31-yard line. And so that'll be a nice uh, gain on the play of six. It'll set up now second and four. He was tackled inbound, so that clock's still moving here. Time really not much of a factor. Most high school 
touchdown drives for about two and a half minutes or less. And they're just going to run it off to that right side and no room at all. Gabe Van Winkle came off of his would-be blocker, was able to fight it off and bring down Nigel Bridger for a loss on the play. So Gabe Van Winkle, great defensive play there from his defensive tackle position. Loss of a couple. It'll now be third and a bit over five yards here for the Knights. And if the Bearcats can hold here, they would then be in a position where maybe they could get some points before halftime. But first things first here. Under center is going to be Snyder. Eye formation behind him. He's going to roll out to his right, looking to throw. Pressure coming. Throws it underneath and nearly intercepted. Oh, it wants that one back as it was tipped in the air, but not quite reeled in by South Altwine. Altwine with a great defensive play there, jumping the route. It falls incomplete, but Altwine... If he makes that catch, there was one player that maybe would have had a shot at him. Otherwise, that's a pick six. So it'll be fourth and five from the 30-yard line. And so back to receive the punt here is going to be Caden Miller. And again, Boudreaux will get the ball. High kick. It's going to be a short kick with a little backspin on it. And the Bearcats want to get away from it. And it's going to roll across the 50-yard line. That backspin, I thought, maybe wouldn't give much of a roll, but it went forward a little bit, and it'll be down at about the 38-yard line. So it'll be first and 10 here for the Bearcats. They're going to actually mark it officially at the 39 as they put the ball down. And 3.21 to go. Bearcats still have two timeouts left. And again, they've had some success in the air, and it hasn't been that dink and dunk stuff. They've got a 50-yard pass completion. They've got a 30-yarder with a halfback pass, and we'll see if they reach in their bag of trips here, tricks here. First and 10, Pearson just going to keep it himself, goes right up the middle. He'll bring it across the 40-yard line out to about the 42, and that's where he got stood up. And again, he's not brought down, but he's uh, met by one of the linebackers, Maddox Burton. And that'll be a gain, we're going to call it three. The down markers over there say it's a gain of about two, but that looks more like three to me. And there's inside of three minutes to go here for Carney High. And again, they've been pretty effective. Their last drive, you know, stalled out a little bit, but they've moved the ball. Their first, the two drives before that very effectively, especially on that right side. And they will hand the ball off in that loss on the play. Nowhere to go there at all for Dutenhofer. And Dutenhofer is going to be blown up. A little bit of a run blitz there for the Knights. And I believe that was uh, Cade Ritchie who made the tackle on that far side. No, it was not Ritchie, but rather uh, Teeler Teote. As Teote came through there, and it's going to sit up now third and 14 here for Carney High. So a big loss on second down. And uh, with uh, about two minutes to go when they snap the ball here in the second quarter, the Bearcats looking to throw the ball. Pearson. Rolls to his left, throws it in underneath, trying to throw a little slip screen, and it's incomplete as he was trying to connect things here with Josh Bean on just a little slip screen, and it's going to fall incomplete. And so it'll be a three and out here for Carney High, and they're going to have to give up the football again. And again, Teote's run blitz on Dutenhofer really unraveled a promising drive here for Carney High. So Max Buten back, back deep here, awaiting the punt of Pearson. They got one other back back there. 
but he'll be going to Butin backside, and he'll catch it at about the 30-yard line, and he'll try to follow that lead blocker. He brings it across the 40-yard line out to the 41, and that hole closed very quickly. So Butin Black on the return, and Shaw was the one, first one there on the tackle. So minute 48 to go here. The Knights still have their full complement of three timeouts left. So still plenty of time for them. They have uh, gone two out of five in the air. So they've not thrown the ball a whole lot. Both these two teams really looking to establish a running game, and they'll throw it just to keep you honest. But they might have to think about going to the air here. High formation. Snyder's going to pitch it. They're going to run a little reverse out of this. It's Jake Applegate, and Applegate is going to be knifed down. Reading that one and having none of it is Gabe Van Winkle. Gabe Van Winkle fought off his blocker, stayed home, didn't get too ambitious, and just did his job to perfection. And part of that job is knowing some film. Kind of looks like a coach's son there. Coach Darren Van Winkle going to be very happy with that play. So a nice tackle. And that'll back him up. to about the 31-yard line. And it's turned over as Van Winkle comes up with it. And Peston Pearson here on first down throws an incomplete pass. So a great job there, not only making that play defensively with the tackle, but then Van Winkle uh, recovering the football. So Carney High in good shape here, second and 10 after the incomplete pass. And, again, that's something Coach Cool likes to do. He likes to go for the juggler after that turnover. He likes to uh, he likes to throw that deep ball right away. Very famously, he did that when they won the state championship early on in his career here. West side turned the ball over. He threw a deep ball right away, and the football game was never the same after that. So second and 10 from the 31. And Carney right now just not happy with how things are looking there offensively, so they're going to call their timeout. This will be their second timeout with a minute 38 to go here. They'll have it now second and 10 from the 31. Our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney. Taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need a specializing in you. We'll return to Foster Field. Bearcats threatening here, leading it 10 to 7 when we return right after this. At your friendly Friesen Ford, they know life can be busy, so they have your best interest in mind by providing a quick, easy car buying experience. When looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Friesen Ford makes it easy for you by offering financing options, pending credit approval, a great selection of vehicles, as well as a friendly sales team that works with you to find a vehicle that will fit your needs and your budget. See the selection today just off I-80 in Aurora or online at FriesenFord.com. For sales, service, parts, trust your friendly Friesen Ford team. Well, Gabe Van Winkle with a great play defensively to force the turnover on the double reverse. And uh, then the incomplete pass. It's now second and 10. Only one timeout left here for Carney High. But again, with a minute 38 to go, and the clock stops to move the chains. Carney High does not have to really put the foot on the gas here, but they're kind of behind the chains here a little bit on second and 10. And so they'll go out of that. Uh, Shotgun formation to the right of Pearson is going to be Parker Wise. Pearson looking to throw. Throws him in. He's got it open, and it's going to be incomplete. Incomplete. Kind of breaking off his route there was DeAndre Ndugua, and Ndugua 
kind of went off of his route, and had he kept going, I think that ball would have looked a little bit better out of the hands of Preston Pearson. So another incomplete pass here is going to make it now third and ten for Carney High. And now, after two incompletions, this is uh, looking like another throw. Ten seconds left on the play clock as the Bearcats break the huddle. they got two wideouts to the right. The wide side of the field to the left. There's one over there, but they're looking right side. Quarterback's going to keep it. Pearson right up the middle. He'll spin. He'll put his head down. He'll be down at about the 21-yard line. He's going to be, well, maybe the 22. That's going to be close. He's going to be short. It's going to be fourth down here. But a nice little scramble, and it's going to be fourth and about two. So Carney might work the clock here a little bit and decide if they want to go for it here on fourth and two. And, again, if they work the clock, then they will leave a long field for Lincoln Southeast if they don't get it. This might be one of those things where you don't necessarily want to have James Dakin try the field goal here. So they're going to go with that pistol formation. Quarterback keeps it. He's got more than enough. Puts his head down. One man to beat. He'll make the tackle at about the 10-yard line. Good open field tackle, but a gain of 13, and the Bearcats will have it first and goal inside the 10-yard line. We'll call that a gain of 14. Bearcats going very quickly. Pearson's going to keep it again. Same exact play. Puts his head down, and he'll bring it to about the five-yard line. Inside the five, now down to about the four. So it'll be second and goal from the four. Clock still moving. Bearcats still have a timeout left. 22 seconds left. And we've got a stoppage. Is that a timeout or a flag? It's going to be a flag. I don't know if Carney High was set. And that's going to be a legal procedure here on the Bearcats. That's going to back them up five yards. They'll call it motion officially. But I just don't think they were set. Trying to go a little bit too quickly. Again, you work that every week, but... Week nine, you've run that every week for nine weeks. Here, you've only run it a couple of times in practice. And they uh, started the clock here. Clock's moving. Second and ten. Five seconds, four seconds, three. Well, they didn't get the three, and they stopped the clock with four to go here. And Carney High is going to call the timeout. So they have it now, second and ten from the ten. And, again, later in the year, that'll look a little bit better here for Kearney High. They got too good of a coaching staff for that to, to not improve. But, again, first start of the uh, career here for your quarterback. And they'll call the timeout. We're going to keep it right here for the time being. Our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. Bearcats up. 10 to 7. More than likely, they're going to take that lead in the locker room, but maybe they'll have a chance to double it up here, as I'm assuming that they're going to be trying the field goal. They hit a 31-yarder earlier. This would be a 27-yarder for James Dakin. And Dakin is out there. So is his holder, Preston Pearson, but Pearson does a lot of other things, too. And they will spot the ball. And about 17 here for the kick. High snap, but well held. Kick is up. It is high. It looks good from here, and it is not good down there. So it is no good. 
But that is the final play of the second quarter. So the Bearcats had the opportunity with the, with the Van Winkle's fumble return, fumble recovery. They weren't able to cash in, though, and they have to settle for the field goal attempt that goes awry, and they head to the locker room with a 10-7 lead here over Lincoln Southeast. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have our Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. We'll return to Foster Field. Bearcats up 10-7 when we return right after this. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes and would like to wish them good luck in their competition. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Good luck, athletes. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. And welcome back here to Fosterville. Our halftime score, 10 to 7 good guys as the Bearcats are over, have the lead over Lincoln Southeast. You're listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. Let's take a look at our scoring summary after the uh, Bearcats uh, had uh, a three and out. Their uh, second drive, much more efficient. They drove 81 yards, and Preston Pearson able to cash in on the drive with a one-yard touchdown run. Bearcats had a 50-yard pass completion on that drive uh, by Pearson, able to connect with Caden Miller. That was the big play on the drive. They also had a fourth-down conversion from the seven-yard line, and the Bearcats with that Pearson touchdown run go up seven to nothing. Their ensuing drive after holding Lincoln Southeast to a three and out, uh, they were able to drive down the field. They decide not to go for it uh, on fourth down. Instead, they allowed James Dakin to kick a 31-yard field goal. That made it 10 to nothing, Carney High, with 10.28 to go in the first quarter. But then give Lincoln Southeast credit. Their ensuing drive, they marched 80 yards right down the field. And a nice uh, pitch and catch. A good little screenplay here as McGinnis Snyder was able to uh, uh, hit the, uh, the slot back on the left side, Tavian Thompson 
on a 30-yard touchdown pass, and it's 10-7 at halftime. Uh, Gabe Van Winkle was able to force a turnover for Carney High that gave them great field position, but Carney High missed a field goal at the as the horn sounded at the end of the first quarter. So the Bearcats on top here of Lincoln Southeast by a score of uh, 10 to 7. And checking our halftime statistics, we'll begin with the uh, passing game here for Carney High. Preston Pearson has completed one pass, one out of seven for 50 yards. Uh, on their uh, field goal drive, they had a halfback pass as Parker Wise was able to connect with uh, Hayden Miller. Miller's the only Bearcat that's uh, caught a football so far. He's got uh, two catches for uh, 80 yards here in the game, does Miller. Wise, one pass completion for 30 yards. So in the air, the Bearcats have 80 yards. They also have 91 yards on the ground. Preston Pearson has carried the ball 14 times for 79 yards. Parker Wise, the running back, has carried the ball six times for 13 yards. Uh, Chris Dutenhofer has three carries, but he was uh, knocked back for a seven-yard loss on one of those, so he has a negative one-yard rushing here in the football game. So the Bearcats, so far here in the first half, have uh, uh, 171 total yards. For Lincoln Southeast, McGinnis Snyder, two of five in the air for 36 yards. Tavian Thompson caught the 30-yard touchdown pass, so that's the bulk of their uh, receiving action. Lincoln Southeast uh, running the football has a total of 57 yards. Uh, Leading the way is Nigel Bridger. He's got six carries for 26 yards. McGinnis Snyder has carried the ball four times for 22 yards. Max Butenbach has one carry for two yards. Also uh, for Southeast, Nathaniel Gifford has uh, a couple of carries for 10 yards. And Derek Branch, one carry for a negative three yards. So, again, 57 yards rushing the football to go with 36 uh, yards in the air. So 93 total yards of offense here for Lincoln Southeast. And for Kearney High, 171 yards. Scoreboard also favors the Bearcats. They're on top here by a count of 10 to 7. We'll step away for a moment. We'll give you some scores from around the state and around the area when we continue with more of the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. Ryan Redinger would like to wish all of the Kearney area athletes good luck in their competition this week. As the owner of O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home, Ryan knows that everyone's game of life comes to an end someday, and he wants you to know that he and his staff are here to create healing moments for you and your loved ones. The staff at O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home knows a loving event celebrates the choices they made, the relationship you shared, and honors their memory. Give them a call today at 308 234 C-Tech Restoration and Flooring in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. High standard for quality or priority with C-Tech to ensure all jobs are done right, right away. Water damage, flooring needs, contact C-Tech Restoration and Flooring in Kearney. Five stations. Plum 30 KHS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. 
The Big Rack Shack is a one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 3210 Antelope Avenue in Kearney. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. With the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more, you can find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464. Transmission problems, sloppy or jerky shifting could be a serious hit to your pocketbook, or sometimes a simple repair is all that is needed. Maybe a solenoid or a small electronic part. Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions. We'll share some money-saving choices of whether to repair or replace your transmission. Two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, foreign or domestic. The only way is TBK. 2520, have an or online at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way is TBK. And welcome back here to Foster Field. Bearcats on top here, 10 to 7. And uh, that's our halftime score here in Class A. Let's look at some other scores from around the area, or at least teams of interest in the area. In Class B, uh, Aurora playing host to Class A North Platte. And it's uh, North Platte up by an extra point. They lead it 7 to 6 at halftime. Elsewhere, Bennington has just scored to tie things up at Grand Island Northwest. They're 14 all in the second quarter. Over on KHAS Radio, Hastings right now leading McCook 21-14. to That's at halftime. Also at halftime, Seward leads in Lexington 13-7. to And York is laying the wood to Crete right now 28-0. That game is also at halftime. In Class C1, Broken Bow being shut out by Ogallala 7-0. That's at halftime. Battle Creek at home trailing to Central City 27-20. That game's in the second quarter. Also at halftime on KICS Radio, it's Adams Central with a 35-0 lead over Holdridge, so they'll have a running clock to start the second half. Carney Catholic also with a 35-0 lead over Wood River Shelton. That game is over on uh, KKPR. That game's still in the second quarter. And also in the second quarter, Pierce right now leading St. Paul 14-13 again in that second quarter. Elsewhere in Class C2, it's Gibbon leading in Sandy Creek, 20 to nothing in second quarter. Uh, second quarter as well, Sutton at home with an 8 nothing lead over Grand Island Central Catholic. Centura leads Hershey 7-6 to six at the break. Also at halftime, it's North Platte-St. Pat's 28-6 to six at Donovan Trumbull. Wilbur-Claytonia leading Hastings-St. Cecilia 22-7. to seven. That game is also at halftime. And Ord all over Gordon-Rushville, 43 to nothing. That game is in the second quarter. In uh, Class D1, eight-man action, it's Amherst with a 38-6 lead over Alma. They're at halftime. Also at halftime, Elm Creek leads Arcadia Loop City 8-6 at the break. Highline leads Arapahoe. So check that. Arapahoe has tied it up. We're tied at 14 at halftime. Highline and Arapahoe. Bertrand with a 35-6 lead over Overton in the second quarter. Also in the second quarter, Southern Valley leads in Ravenna. Eight to nothing. In class D2, Kennesaw leads Axdell 34 to nothing at halftime. That game is over on the breeze, 94.5. Blue Hill and Loomis are tied at six in the second quarter. Uh, a class D1 school, Heartland, is trailing class D2 Giltner by a score of 14 to 12. That game in the second quarter as well. In six man action, some of these are final. Arthur County over Sumner Eddieville Miller, 54-32. That is a final. Spalding Academy at home with a 47-40 win over Harvard. And Heartland Lutheran with a 63-32 win over Elba. 
in the second quarter in six bands. Silver Lake right now with a 6 nothing lead over Juanita Palisade. And uh, Wilcox Hildreth uh, has uh, the lead over Southwest, I believe. Uh, I know Southwest has 27. We'll have to actually check what Wilcox Hildreth's score there. It says 2H. I'm not exactly sure what 2H is. Give me a QWERTY keyboard. I can maybe figure out what that other number ought to be. But in any event, Southwest has 27. I'm willing to stake my, re- stake my reputation on it. Right now, the Bearcats, I can also tell you they have 10. Lincoln Southeast with seven here at halftime. We'll continue with more of our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report when we return right after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Kearney and Grand Island. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Tired of looking at your family as they stare into their phones? Why not give them something incredible to look at, like Mother Nature, while cruising around in a new or used boat from Buzz's Marine? Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, can help you and your family unplug and de-stress in a healthy way on the water. They have sport and surf boats, deck boats, fishing boats, and pontoons and triple tunes. Whatever you choose, you can't lose. Find out more today at Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer at 5th and Central Kearney, or online at Buzz's Marine com. Well, Carney High comes out locker room. They've got a 10 to 7 lead and had that opportunity to have that flip thing that you're kind of looking for in high school football where you get the last score right before halftime. Then you get the football back and then you can go on a run there of maybe getting 10 straight points. Well, they missed the field goal, but they still have the opportunity to make something happen. They will receive the second half kickoff here uh, from Lincoln Southeast. So the Bearcats with a uh, 10 to 7 lead. And again, they, they, they mixed in just enough passes. They have not thrown the ball very effectively, but then again, neither has Lincoln Southeast. And, but Carney High has run the ball uh, a little bit better and has 171 yards of total offense compared to only three, 93 here for Lincoln Southeast. And the only turnover of the game was a drop double reverse here by Lincoln Southeast, forced by a great defensive play there by Gabe Van Winkle. So, Again, Carney High really on that offensive and defensive line was winning the battle. I don't know if they were dominant per se in that first half, but they were winning the battle. And so they got to come out of that locker room with a little bit of encouragement, have to feel good about themselves. But they have only a one possession lead here 
as we start the second half coming up here in just a few moments. Uh, so Bearcats with the opportunity to add on to it. This has been the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. 10-7 good guys. Carney High leading Lincoln Southeast. And we will have the second half kickoff when we return right after this. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect the fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus. It quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. B&B Carpet and Donovan, now with Pergo Extreme Rigid Flooring, where high performance runs deep. Deeper visuals, deeper protection, deeper warranty. For the number one preferred brand in flooring, Pergo Extreme offers unmatched durability and a guarantee you expect from a high performance floor. Pergo Extreme's warranty is worry-free for life, providing extreme debt resistance, 100% kid and pet-proof warranty, and waterproof warranty. For the worry-free solution, see B&B Carpets and Donovan, and you'll see why your friends say, that's where we always go. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes and would like to wish them good luck in their competition. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Good luck, athletes. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at DowneyDrilling.com. Well, a long time ago, the Washington Redskins had the over-the-hill gang. Well, I'm looking over my shoulder at the on-the-hill gang. There is the Rowdies are supporting the team. They can't come into the stadium, but they'll be making some noise here, as it will be Carney High kicking off here to start the second half. So after the uh, field goal attempt, he hit a 31-yarder, couldn't quite get the 27-yarder to get in that left upright. But James Dakin here will get things started for Carney High from that left hash mark as he's all set and ready to kick things off here. They take the last five seconds off the board, put 12 minutes up there, there's the whistle, and we're all set and ready to get things underway here. Uh, set to uh, return here for Lincoln Southeast is going to be Derek Branch. And Branch has it on that 10-yard line, comes right up the middle, and he's going to be tripped up in traffic. Good open field tackle there by Parker Wise. Wise, who's done a nice job running the football here, now makes a good open field tackle as well as in that first half. Uh, Wise has been able to uh, carry the ball six times for 13 yards. and They've run that, that, that zone read very effectively. And it will be at the 24-yard line, first and 10 here for Lincoln Southeast. Again, that quarterback is going to be McGinnis Snyder. Snyder will be in that pistol. He's got a running back 
behind him, and they snap it too high. They're going to have to scramble for the football. They're battling for it. It's still loose, and I think Snyder got back on it. Budenbach and Snyder were both battling for the ball between themselves, and that high snap is going to knock them all the way back to about the nine-yard line. So that'll be a loss of 15 on the play. And that will take you out of what you want to do here because Southeast has uh, completed just a couple of passes. And you're, you're almost at the situation where you got to start thinking about this here on second and 25. They're going to pitch it, though. They'll get the ball out here to Bridger. Bridger on that left side. He doesn't even get back to the line of scrimmage as, again, good defensive work there by Gabe Van Winkle. Van Winkle is having himself a game. That will be no gain on the play. Maybe a short loss. The ball now just short of the nine-yard line. And it's going to set up now third and 25 from the nine here for Lincoln Southeast. Under center is going to be Snyder. They'll put a man in motion. Bridger is behind him, but Snyder's looking to throw. He's got pressure coming. He'll elude one tackler. He'll run with the football, and he'll be tackled at about the 15-yard line. Good open field tackle there by Alex Shaw as he gets out to about the 11-yard line. So they'll they'll gain a handful of play a uh, handful of yards there. They'll gain about seven, but it's going to set up now fourth and 18 here, and near midfield, Caden Miller. In fact, short of midfield, Caden Miller will be awaiting the punt coming up here by Braden Boudreaux. So good, a high snap, good defensive play by Van Winkle, and Shaw a nice open field tackle. And here we are. Boudreaux with the kick. It's going to get Miller to catch the ball over his shoulder at about the 40-yard line. He'll go to that right side, breaks one tackle, now another, and he'll bring it across the 45-yard line. A lot of east-west there. And uh, he's starting to run out of nights to elude, but enough of them showed up to the party that he was only able to gain about five yards on the return. But, again, with an over-the-shoulder catch like that, the best part of that return was the catch. That way it didn't get a little bit of a roll there. So Carney going to be short of midfield, ball about the 46-yard line, but good field position for their first possession of the second half. So it'll be first and 10 here for Carney High. They'll go out of that pistol formation. Pearson will have uh, Weiss to his right. Shaw comes across the formation. He'll be on that right side. Quarterback's going to keep it. Pearson on that right side over tackle will take it across the 50 down to the 45-yard line. So that'll be a good nine-yard gain on first down here for Carney High as they go right over the top of Van Winkle. Gabe Van Winkle having a good game both sides of the ball here. Gain a nine. It'll be second and one. And again, uh, that was a play that uh, you saw Murray run quite a bit last year for the Bearcats. So second and one. They fake the handoff. Quick little throw on this left side. It's going to be incomplete. They're looking for Shaw. Just a quick little hitter. Good coverage on the play by David Swanson. But uh, Alex Shaw just couldn't quite get back to the football. And there was good pressure being put on that uh, near defensive end. Getting his hands in the air. That was uh, Barrett France who made that very difficult to complete the ball here. So it'll be third and one. And again, Pearson's been the guy that's uh, done most of the heavy lifting in terms of throwing, uh, running the football. He's carried the ball 15 times now for 78 yards. 
And he'll keep it himself. He'll go right up the middle. He'll be stood up immediately. I don't think he got it. He got back to the line of scrimmage, and that was it. Southeast, reading lips over there, knew what the play call was, it looks like, because they were certainly ready for it. And it'll be fourth and one. They don't move the down marker at all. So it'll be fourth and one. Bearcats making a pretty good uh, amount of personnel changes out here, which leads me to believe that uh, uh, Preston Pearson, the punter, will be in for Preston Pearson, the quarterback. And the Bearcats will put their foot into the football. Bootenback will actually move up. He will not be returning the kick here. Quick snap, and it will hit the turf after the punt. And it will take a left turn, and it will be downed by Dutenhofer at about the 18-yard line. So kind of a quick kick there, 27 yards on the punt. Actually, we'll call it 28, and they'll down it at the 16-yard line. And so Carney High at least uh, is able to push Lincoln Southeast back inside the 20-yard line. And after first down, it looked like a very, very promising uh, start to the drive. And it just didn't, uh, didn't stay that way. So Snyder will hand the ball right up the middle and barreling through there. As Lincoln Southeast, in fact, slipping through again. Thought they had him down, but they weren't able to box in Max Butenbach. And Butenbach comes through all the way out to about the 28-yard line. So that'll be a gain of 12. That's the best rush of the night here for Lincoln Southeast. Again, they're held to only 57 yards on the ground in the first half. And then they had a three and out. In fact, they lost yards because of that, uh, that errant snap. They were down to 42 yards total, and now they have a nice little 12-yard gain to get this one started. I formation. Snyder throws it off on this right side to Branch, and Branch can't reel it in. I think the uh, impending footsteps of Seth Altwine had a lot to do with that. Altwine was there with hostile intent, and so was Preston Pearson. That one was not going to be very successful, but... They would have gained a yard or two had they been able to reel that one in. But as it is, clock stops with 7.43 to go here. Second quarter. Very entertaining game. Bearcats on top here, 10 to 7. And it'll be second and 10 from the 28. Eye formation. Hand the ball off again here for Butenbach. Butenbach will have a little stiff arm. He'll have enough for the first down, and he'll gain another 12 yards. Take it out to the 40-yard line. Just a little isolation play. Had a leap blocker. His fullback in front of him. And he was able to follow that block of Barrett France all the way out to the 40-yard line. So a couple of 12-yard rushes here to get things started on the ground for Lincoln Southeast. First and 10 from the 40. Seven and a half to go here. Quarter number two. Bearcats up by three. Quick little throw on this right side. As they set up the screen, they miss a tackle. Applegate has it. And he'll bring it across near the 50-yard line. He went out of bounds on this near sideline before he got the first down. But just had a couple of wide receivers out there, just a quick little wide receiver screen. And that will be a gain. We'll call it of eight. So it will be second and two here on this near sideline. It's hard to see exactly where they spot the football until they move it in the middle of the field. But back in under center here is going to be Snyder. Eye formation behind him. And... There was movement before they snapped it. I think the uh, center may have forgotten the count because everybody moved except for the guy snapping the football. 
Now cost them five yards. Southeast, they did have that fumble on the double reverse, uh, but they have not had a lot of penalties. Bearcats have had a couple. Their first drive was kind of negated by a 15-yard block below the waist penalty. That hurt them. They've had a couple of uh, five-yard penalties as they're getting ready to punt. But it's been a pretty clean football game for the first game of the year. So it'll be second and seven here. And they'll just give the ball up ahead here for Branch. Branch trying to get the edge, breaks one tackle, and then he's going to be stood up on that far side and forced out of bounds by Brecken White. Brecken White, good defensive play there, coming from his free safety position. So White able to ride him out of bounds. It'll be third and five here. Short gain for Southeast. And third and five, we'll see if they go with one of those little screens again. They've had a little bit of success, and they've tried to do that with their passing game, especially over here to Tavian Thompson. But first of all, Southeast is going to call a timeout. Again, our timeout's brought to you by ENT Positions of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. Timeout Lincoln Southeast. They face a third and five from the 45, trailing at 10 to 7. And we'll return with 7.06 to go in the third quarter right after this. At Friesen Ford in Aurora, we are breaking the notion that car buy-in has to be a stressful process. Instead, we're making it a simple and easy process. Since our entire staff has you, the customer, as our first priority, but don't take our word for it, here's what our customers have said. Easiest purchase we've ever made. Awesome place to buy a car. Great service. This was a wonderful experience. Experience the friendly Friesen Ford difference for yourself today. Located 20 miles east of Grand Island, just off I-80 in Aurora, or anytime at FriesenFord.com. And welcome back here. It is third and five from the 45 here for Lincoln Southeast. So they've got to get it right to midfield on third down. We'll see what they've got dialed up here as the Bearcats have a three-point lead. They're going to go with the pistol formation, and they'll fake the quick little handoff on that left side. Pass is complete, and breaking a tackle, getting enough for the first down is going to be Applegate. Just a little quick little hitter on that left side. And then have Happel get, pick up a couple of yards after he makes the catch. He'll gain about eight, and we've got a Bearcat down on that far sideline. Johnson in on the tackle. Johnson's not the player that's hurt here for Carney High. Because he's up, and it looks just looks like a cramp as they're going to work out a cramp here. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting back to the game of life with a location near you from her vantage point. Can't quite make out the jersey number. I think it might be uh, Peter Glant, 44. But we'll get that number for you here. So they're just going to stretch this one out. I don't think they're going to be on the field very long at all here. Got an update for you. That uh, Southwest score, not Lincoln Southwest, but Southwest leading Wilcox Hill. They're 34-20 to at halftime employed my brother to actually get that score and uh, why not use the rest of my family grants helping with my stats here and want to say thanks to our engineers back in the studios nick grimes and zane jones here bringing you coverage of high school football here on the espn superstation kxpn give you a chance to get updated with a few other scores here as they're working on uh, i believe that's glant we'll check it in just a moment uh over on power 99 carney catholic now has a 52 to nothing lead over Wood River Shelton. 
And it is Glant that's working off. They tried to stretch out that calf, but he's going to have to come out of the game, and we'll see whether or not he's able to come back into the game. Again, still fairly warm this time of year. That's when you're going to get more cramps than anything else, and you can always just get kicked in the back of the calf there, and that'll cramp you up pretty quick as, to, as well. So first and 10 as they convert on third and five with an eight-yard gain. So now Southeast South uh, is back inside the 50-yard line in Carney High territory, and they'll go with a full house backfield. Under center is going to be Snyder. Snyder hands it off. To Bootenback. Bootenback right up the middle. They stand him up immediately as they eat up a couple of those lead blockers. Uh, but they will they get enough line surge and enough push by two fullbacks that they gain about three on the play. They'll make it second and seven. Again, just power football, and we've got another stoppage in the action here as we got a, a southeast player that's cramped up as well. They're going to stretch him out. And again, our injury report brought to you by our friends at ENT Physicians at Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. Locate you where you need us, specializing in you. 6.35 to go here in the third quarter. 10-7, Kearney High. It will be uh, second, and we'll call it eight for Lincoln Southeast when we come back right after this. Mother Nature always has a way of delivering a few surprises. That's why your Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer is always standing by. Formerly serving you as crop production services, we're the same faces you've relied on for years, but now more capable than ever no matter what comes your way. Delivering access to the resources of the world's largest ag retailer with local growing guidance and expertise. We're more than an unwavering partner. We're the first choice in the field to help you get the most out of yours. Experience matters. ENT Physicians and Family Hearing Center of Kearney has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head and neck disorders in adults and children, providing the community with otolaryngology and audiology services since 1994. With our main office located in Kearney and six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, we provide the highest quality care. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Blaka, or Dr. Johnson at Kearney ENT and see why Experience matters to us, specializing in you. They help Nathaniel Gifford off the field here with that cramp, and so it'll be second and eight here for Lincoln Southeast. 10-7, Carney High with the lead, but uh, the Knights have been driving. They've had a couple of first downs on this drive, and uh, they'll drop back the throw. Snyder throws it deep into double coverage, and it is incomplete. That was a well-thrown ball, but Tavion Thompson... Just couldn't quite reel that one in. That was a well-thrown ball. He was not what we would call open, as there was good coverage on the play, led by Seth Altwine. And so it will be third and eight here. So the Bearcats hoping to stiffen their back here yet again. Don't forget that uh, we'll have our Friday night scoreboard show brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Ravels Bar and Grill. That'll be at the conclusion of the Game on Power 99, and uh, this game might be making its way over to Power 99 because it looked like that one might get over early. High snap over the head of the quarterback. Scrambling is going to be Snyder. Snyder's just going to have to run for it, and he'll be stopped as he gets across the 40-yard line. Looks like he's going to be short of the yard to gain here, but he's going to gain about seven as fortunate bounce. Just went over his head. He was able to pick it up on the bounce and just kind of run a naked bootleg out over on that uh, right side and they stretch things out it's gonna be fourth and a yard and a half maybe 
and it looks like they're going to go for it. Snyder will be in under center. One running back behind him, got a quarterback keeper right up the middle. They're trying to push the pile forward, and they're able to push from behind and do exactly that. They bring it across the 35-yard line down to about the 34. So that's a gain of almost four yards when they needed maybe a long yard. So now this is old-school Lincoln Southeast football where it's just kind of power football. They're just running on this uh, right side behind Marcus Kostanek on that right wing, uh, along with uh, Andrew Paz. High snap again for McGinnis. He'll hand the ball off to Nigel Bridger, and Bridger's got to give up ground on that awkward handoff, and Carney High is going to be able to eat that one up. They were able to eat it up because of the timing was woefully off, and uh, tackled there by Aiden Brummer. And Carter Krause also getting a big chunk of that as well. They're going to lose seven yards on the play, so it'll be second and 17. And those high snaps have worked to the favor of Carney High. It's put Southeast behind the eight ball a couple of times. And now they'll go in under center, so don't have to worry about that. I formation, and they'll pitch the ball to Bridger. Bridger trying to get the edge. will cut back to the inside and get stood up. In fact, he'll be airborne momentarily on a form tackle on that far side. Van Winkle was in over there. I don't know if he's the one that uh, made that uh, tackle, but Shaw was over there as well. And they'll gain maybe two yards. Brecken White also in on the tackle. I think it was White that actually got him in the air. So it'll be third and 15. Ball spotted at the 41-yard line. And there's only one back in the backfield. And that's going to be Snyder in that shotgun formation. Good snap this time. He's got time to throw. A little bit of pressure. Throws it over the middle. He's got a man. It's going to be caught in traffic, and they're going to throw him forward down to about the 11-yard line. That'll be a gain of about 30 on third and 15. And plenty of time to throw. I think that was Tavian Thompson, number eight, who made the catch. Correction, in the, it was Butenbach who was down there, so it was Butenbach that actually made the catch, the running back. But he was split out as a wide receiver. Now they'll hand it off to Butenbach. Butenbach up the middle, rolling down. He'll bring it inside the 10-yard line here on first down. So he'll gain three, maybe four. We'll see what they get when they unstack it. He's down to the nine, so that'll be a gain of three. And it'll be second and seven from the nine-yard line. Wise led the tackle there for Carney High. <clears throat> so Snyder in under center again. And he'll be booting back as they pitch it out to him. He'll cut to the outside and come back to the middle. And he'll gain a couple on the play, and that is going to be about it. Defensive end on that far side is able to not only turn him in, but also get the tackle as it was uh, Riley Miller making a good defensive play here for Carney High. So inside of three minutes to go here in the third quarter, Bearcats with a 10-7 lead, but that lead is very precarious. It'll be third and five from the seven-yard line. They have converted on three third-down conversions, excuse me, four third-down conversions on this drive, and stepping back in under center here is going to be Snyder. Snyder steps back three times. He'll throw it over that right side, throw it in traffic, and it's intercepted. 
Intercepted. The Bearcat defense is going to hold. Stepping in underneath to make the play is going to be Pearson. And the Bearcats hold defensively. They still have a 10-7 lead. Just a three-step drop. And then just jumping the route is Preston Pearson. So timeout on the field here as they're going to have a officials timeout as they've got a player that's cramped up here for Lincoln Southeast. So Bearcats, defense holds. They'll have it first and 10 from the 20 after the interception when we return right after this. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. These days, there's plenty of things to stress about, but Aurora Cooperative Animal Nutrition has the answer to take the stress out of weaning season with our professionally formulated weaning feed, Right Start, a pellet that encourages calf health, rumen development, and puts calves on the right path to superior performance. Visit with your local animal nutrition representative today or call 308-382-3033. So sit back and relax this weaning season because we've got you covered. Tougher together, Aurora and you. Well, again, some cramping action here for Lincoln Southeast. Derek Branch in the end zone uh, hobbled off, uh, but looks like just a cramp. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting back in the game of life location near you. So the Bearcats hold defensively. They force the second turnover for Lincoln Southeast with the interception in the end zone. And now Kearney High will set up shop at the 20-yard line. They'll go out of the pistol formation. Shaw will come across that formation. And a low snap and then falling on the football is going to be Preston Pearson. Snap really wasn't that bad. Pearson just didn't handle it real efficiently, and he just has to eat the football to maintain possession. So that will be a loss of a couple on the play. Yeah, maybe closer to three. We'll call this second and 13 for the Bearcats. So not how you want to start after you're getting the ball back and having all that momentum for Lincoln Southeast offense, and then your defense gives your offense a little bit of momentum as well. Pearson's going to keep it. Now he's going to pitch the ball to his left. And uh, on that little option play, Parker Wise will end up going on the outside edge here. And that will end up being a fairly efficient play, gain of about six and we'll call this now third and seven here for Carney High. So after that bad first down, they're closer to back on schedule. We'll see whether or not they go to the air here on third and seven. Traditionally, you'd think that would be the case, but Bearcats have had some success running the ball, especially some quarterback sweeps and that sort of thing by Preston Pearson. Pearson will call out the signal. He'll look to throw. Pressure coming there, and he loses the football. He's sacked. Ball is loose. Picked up by Southeast or not. They had it, and they do hold on to it down at the five-yard line. So on the sack, the fumble by Pearson, going to be picked up down low by Fretzen. Nope. 
It's Cooper Tracy, 67. He came up with the football. And he wanted that uh, lineman touchdown, and had he been able to reel in the ball cleanly, he would have got it. So they turned it over down to the five-yard line. So be first and goal here from the five, and Southeast with a chance to take the lead. Under center is going to be Snyder. Snyder hands it off to the tailback. Butenbach is going to go through about uh, three different Bearcats down to the four-yard line. And leading the way for Carney High on the tackle. Bottom of that pile is Colton Urick. They'll gain maybe about one yard on the play. So, again, it'll be booting back in the eye. Uh, kind of an offset eye here. They'll put one man in motion, and they're going to pitch it out to him. He drops the football, but he's able to pick it up on the bounce. He's driving forward, and he gets in for the touchdown. A fortunate bounce after he dropped the pitch and a five-yard touchdown run here by Max Butenbach to give Lincoln Southeast their first lead of the ball game at 13-10. to 10. That's a Five Points Bank touchdown. Sponsored by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. So now the extra point to try to extend this lead out to four. And McCashlin, number three, puts his foot into it. High kick. And Lincoln Southeast cashes in on the turnover. They also pick up the ball on the bounce and run it in from four yards out. And Lincoln Southeast now leads Carney High 14 to 10. 26 seconds to go here in the third quarter. We'll return right after this timeout. About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produce the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. Well, the turnover... Turns into a short field for Lincoln Southeast. They get the touchdown as Butenbach picks up his own fumble and is able to get into the end zone for a 14-10 lead. And now kicking it off again will be Henry Woods. Kickoff going to be going over here to uh, Molina. Molina first return on the season. He's got at the 20. He's got a lead blocker. He'll bring it across the 25-yard line. Good decision by a Southeast player not to bring him down after driving him out of bounds over there. That would have resulted in 15 more yards. As it is, Carney High, just short of the 30-yard line. They'll set up camp here and try to lick their wounds a little bit. They score the first 10 points of the ball game. And now Lincoln Southeast has been able to take their first lead. Now with 19 seconds to go here before the break. 
Ball be spotted at the 29-yard line. And so Pierce, low snap, going to keep it himself, and he's going to have nowhere to go. In the backfield almost immediately was Barrett France, as France was able to pull down Pearson almost immediately. So they call him the anchor on that defense. Nice way to say defensive end because you want to make sure everything goes to the inside of you. That's the final play of the third quarter. And Lincoln Southeast is taking the lead from Carney High. It's 14-10 to 10 when we return with the second quarter right after this. In this moment, who has your back? Do you know the name of your insurance agent? Does your insurance agent know your name? Or would you call an 800 number that connects you with who? Another state? Another country? Instead, contact Barney Insurance, your local independent agent with auto owner's insurance. Barney Insurance, trusted people who you can call when bad stuff happens. In this moment, get an agent who will protect you in that moment. Barney Insurance, now at the corner of Avenue N and 56th Street in Kearney. Also Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. BarneyInsurance.net. To be a Platte River Prep School sponsor, email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. 1230 KHIS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. Broadcast booth to Five you by Points Carney Bank Towing has been there. We're here at Foster Field bringing you the play by play. Carney Towing Repair is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy doing towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. Bearcats had a 10 nothing lead, now trail it 14 to 10. And again, they've moved the ball somewhat efficiently, but sometimes they'll have a, a, a play or a penalty that has made it hard for them to kind of come back. They need to get things going here. Pearson will call out the signals on second and nine. First play of the fourth quarter. He's got time to throw. Got a man. Hits it on the slant. That's Shaw. Shaw will go across the 40, out to the 45, down to about the 49-yard line. So a nice, just quick little slant. And it'll be a gain of about 18 yards on the play. So they'll move the sticks, get a little forward momentum moving here for Carney High. And again, they've looked pretty good. This is this has been a 14 to 10 ball game. I mean, it's been tight throughout, even when the Bearcats had a 10-nothing lead. That didn't last very long because the Knights were able to answer right back on the ensuing drive, and we'll see what Carney can do here after falling behind. They're going to pitch it out on this right side for Dutenhofer. Dutenhofer's still going east and west, and he gets hit late. He actually went out of bounds. That's that's a tough call if you're a Lincoln Southeast fan. But that is going to be another 15 yards. He will have gained about four, maybe five yards. And now they're going to tack on 15 as the uh, officials are going to huddle up here. It's going to be a horse collar tackle, not a late hit, but a horse collar. I thought maybe they said that uh, they finished it out of bounds. But on this near sideline with those players standing there, sometimes you can't see. The end of the tackle. So it'll be a horse collar tackle, a 15-yard penalty. Bearcats, their first drive of the game, they, they had a first down, negated it because they had a 15-yard block below the waist penalty. Well, here they benefit from a 15-yard horse collar tackle. 
that will set them up in business right at the 35-yard line. So first and 10 for Carney High from the 35. And again, earlier Southeast answered a scoring drive with a scoring drive. Bearcats trying to do the same thing. Quarterback sweep here for Pearson. Pearson on that right side, going to get down that sideline. He'll be close to the 30-yard line. That'll be a gain of at least five. We'll see where they unstack everything. And that'll be a gain, actually, of about six. And so, again, the Carney High rushing attack starting to look a little bit better here. Had an impressive drive earlier for Lincoln Southeast as Butenbach kind of got things going here. A, a gain of six. And now Pearson will have Dutenhofer to his right. He'll pitch it to Dutenhofer. Dutenhofer hit immediately. He's able to slide off of that one, but he's not able to get away from uh, Titum Titioti as uh, he'll gain maybe a yard. As Tiyoti right there, and uh, so it'll be third and three here. As there was actually two guys coming in on that side over there, so you didn't really have a chance for Dutenhofer to try to out-juke anybody or outrun anybody because both of them had an angle at him. So big third down here, third and three from the 28. They're going to go out of the pistol. As Pearson will call it out, he'll keep it. He'll duck in, but Burrow's great line surge there by Lincoln Southeast, and they're going to hold him short of the line to gain. In fact, he may only get back to the line of scrimmage, if that. Jake Applegate leading the tackle there, along with uh, Andrew Paz. So they'll actually lose a yard. and be fourth and four from the 28. Well, Cats may very well go for it here. They're not going to try a 45-yard field goal, and punting doesn't seem like what you want to do here unless you really feel like you can pin him in there. But Miller is also your punter, or Pierce rather, is also your punter. He'll roll out to his right. He'll throw it. Pass is going to be complete, but I don't think there's going to be much room to run there at all, and he's going to be short of the first down. Pass was complete over there for Dutenhofer, and Dutenhofer, did he get enough? They might have. No, he did. He was able to ride that out and extend it enough that he got the first down. It didn't look like he had much of a chance to make those last couple of yards, but he was able to, he was being tackled high and he was able to push him out of bounds. A nice little gain of four. So they're going to move the sticks here. First and 10 for Carney High. Great play out there to Dutenhofer. So Pearson will call it out, fakes the handoff to Dutenhofer. He'll keep it himself on the fake counter. He's going to be hit at midfield here by Nate Fulmer, right in the middle of the field, rather, and he'll push the pile forward to about the 20-yard line, gain of four, and it will be second and six here for Carney High. So Bearcats with a chance to answer back here. 9.22 to go here in the fourth quarter. Southeast has taken the lead, 14 to 10. Now Carney High with the answering drive. Pearson going to keep it himself. Now a pitch it to Dutenhofer. Dutenhofer on the right wing slips down the sideline, broke one tackle, and again a nice little uh, run there for Dutenhofer. Tackle led by Tioti. 
And also in on the tackle is going to be Lance Hesselgesser. So it'll be third and two. And again, they found something here with that quick little pitch over for Dutenhofer. Dutenhofer still in there at running back. He'll be to the left. They'll put Shaw to the right. Pearson will give it to Dutenhofer. Dutenhofer has an angle, has it at the 15, breaks the tackle, has it down the five-yard line, dies to the pylon, stepped out of bounds first at about the four-yard line. So a 12-yard gain here for the Bearcats as they found something here with Dutenhofer. So it'll be first and goal for the Cats, and they're moving quickly. Now they'll slow things down here just a little bit. As we'll actually mark that at the three-yard line. So now back in at running back is going to be Parker Wise. Right up the middle they go. And Wise down to just short of the goal line. We'll see if they mark him shorter than that. Because I think his knee was down first before that last little lunge. Yeah, they are going to back up the football down to about the two. And there is a big pile of turf that's been damaged right down there. They hand off here to Wise. Wise is going to be stood up. In fact, I think he's going to lose maybe a half yard. Now they tried to go on that left side. And uh, coming through there on a run blitz is Hesselgesser. And the sophomore able to make the play. So now third and goal from the three-yard line. Here comes Pearson with the call from Coach Cool. He hits into the huddle, and we'll see what they've got in mind here. Again, it'll be Wise, the running back. Quarterback's going to keep it, and he's going to gain maybe a half yard. That's going to be it. Preston Pearson going to be short. Of the goal line, and it appears Carney High is going to go for it. They're not bringing in the kicker. Barrett France led the way there on the tackle from his linebacker position, and it's now fourth and three here for Carney High. They brought in a couple of receivers. We'll see if they're going to throw the football here. And we've got a timeout. Southeast wants to call the timeout. This will be their second timeout. This timeout brought to you by ENT Positions of Kearney. We'll take the timeout as well. 7-11 to go here. Fourth quarter, Bearcats with a chance to erase a 14-10 deficit. Fourth and three when we return right after this. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years, and now you can take us wherever you go. Mobile deposit allows you to deposit checks from your smartphone or tablet with our free business banking app. And never pay for an ATM charge again with our MoneyPass app. It maps out ATMs near you that won't charge a fee because of its partnership with Five Points Bank. We're here to serve you in person and online, and that's why we're the better bank. Well, Lincoln Southeast scored to take a 14-10 lead. This is the ensuing drive here for Kearney High. It started at the 29-yard line. It's now fourth and three, fourth and goal from the three-yard line. 
And we'll see what they've got in mind here. They brought in a little bit earlier Seth Altwine, Alex Shaw. So they brought in a couple more wide receivers. Pearson out of the shotgun. Rolls to his left. Looks to throw. He's got a man in. It's going to be intercepted. Intercepted. Thrown in there a little bit under through it, and it's going to be intercepted. David Swanson on the play. He was rolling to his left and under through it, and it's going to be intercepted. So Southeast earlier stopped in the end zone with uh, interception by Carney High, and now the favor, in a sense, has been returned. But unfortunately, Bearcats also had a turnover that gave Southeast the ball right back at the five-yard line. So now it'll be first and 10 from the seven, and just a quarterback keeper here for Snyder. And now get him out to about the 10-yard line. So just a quarterback almost sneak on first down, and they gain about three yards. So Snyder again checks his wristband for the call. He's got Nigel Bridger behind him at running back. And Snyder will hand it off to Bridger, and Bridger is going to be stood up, and he's going to be eaten up by Van Winkle and others. Also in on the tackle for uh, Carney High was uh, Nadugwa as well. But Van Winkle was the first one there, and it'll be third and nine from the eight here for Lincoln Southeast. So Snyder will be under center again. They'll go with that offset eye. Snyder, three-step drop, rolls to his right, and he's going to run with it, and he's going to get nowhere. He's going to get maybe back out to about the seven-yard line. And Shaw will be the one that leads the way defensively here for the Cats. So a three and out after Carney was able to drive down. And now with 5.40 to go, clock still moving. Bearcats should get their hands back on the football. It's Caden Miller who's going to stand at about his own 40-yard line awaiting the punt here from uh, Braden Boudreaux. Boudreaux, about a yard in front of that end stripe, will kick it, and that is going to be a relatively short kick. It's going to bounce at about the 35-yard line, gets a little bit of a southeast roll, and they'll roll out to the 42. So Bearcats 42 yards away from taking the lead back with 5-10 to go here, fourth quarter. And again, they had some success. They ran the ball fairly well with Dutenhofer. Uh, on that last uh, drive, he had about 30 yards rushing to Dutenhofer on the drive. But their leading rusher so far has been Pearson. He's carried the ball 22 times. And we'll see what Carney has in mind here. As Pearson talks with Coach Cool, heads over to the huddle. Wise will be to his left as they're in that shotgun pistol formation. Zone read. Quarterback's going to keep it. Goes right up the middle. He'll bring it across the 40-yard line down to about the 39. So that'll be a gain of three on first down here for Preston Pearson. And again, very consistent, very steady. But down by four is Carney High. 14 to 10 is our score. 
So we'll see if Carney can very well stick to the ground here. Calling it out is going to be Pearson. Pearson looking to throw. He'll throw it over the middle, and it's going to be incomplete. Somewhat of a dangerous pass because jumping the route there was Jake Applegate. And they were trying to connect with Alex Shaw, but it does fall incomplete. So that'll stop the clock now with 4.28 to go here, fourth quarter. Bearcats don't have to panic if they don't get the first down here, but then their options will be somewhat limited. So third and seven from the 40. Big play here for both squads. Pearson will bring Shaw across the formation. Low snap, and here comes the pressure, and he's going to be eaten up. He's going to be swallowed whole by Cody Janetti. After that low snap, Janetti also uh, had a good defensive play. So even with a good snap and a good exchange there, that would have been tough sledding for Carney High with the pressure that Janetti was putting on. And the Bearcats are going to punt it. So inside of four minutes to go here in the football game, Bearcats are going to have to punt. They still have their full allotment of timeouts. That's the good news. Bad news is they're going to have to give the ball back over here to southeast. So Pearson will put the foot into it, and they're going to just let it go. It's going to roll into the end zone. That will be a touchback. So 3.43 to go here. Fourth quarter, ball will be spotted at the 20-yard line here for Lincoln Southeast, who has a 14-10 lead, and they want to eat clock. And the Bearcats really don't want to have to call timeouts on defense here, but uh, Southeast has run the ball pretty effectively here in the second half. In the first half, they had only 57 yards, and then they lost 12 yards their very first play. But since then, they've been able to uh, gain probably another 75 yards or so here in the second half. So they've moved the ball much more efficiently since intermission than before. So they'll go out of the I formation. Center is going to be Snyder. Snyder hands it off. Ball's on the ground. It would appear... And then there's a last-second dive in there by a Southeast player. It does appear that Southeast has the football. There was a fumble on the play. Yep, the Knights did come up with it. Boy, that wouldn't have been something. So Carney High had an opportunity there. But again, the Knights knew they fumbled it before the Bearcats did, so they were able to fall on the football. They're going to reset the 25-second clock here. So they'll wind the clock. They'll get it started here with uh, 3.25 to go in the football game. 20 seconds still left on the play clock. And Snyder's going to milk it just a little bit here. Well, not as much as he should have. And he lost the snap. It's on the ground. And I think Carney High's got it. Carney High's down in that pile, and they've come up with the football. Bad exchange, and the Bearcats have it. I believe coming out of the bottom of the pile there was Colton Urick. Urick was down there. So was Van Winkle. And there was a problem on the exchange. They had problems with the snap going over the quarterback's head two or three times in the football game. That time he was under center. They lose the football, and the Bearcats are back in business. First and 10 from the 21. 
3.13 to go here, fourth quarter. Carney High trailing it, 14 to 10. And they empty the backfield. But they'll hand, nope, they'll fake the handoff to Dutenhofer, and Pearson's got nowhere to go. Lance Hesselgesser, first one there for the Knights, but he had plenty of armament help with him. Also, Tioni with the uh, tackle as well. So no gain on the play. In fact, loss maybe of a yard. We'll call it second and 11 here for Carney High. Dutton off for the running back. Sin calling out the signal. Takes the snap. Pressure coming. Rolls to his right, and now that pocket will collapse, and he'll be brought down. Be sacked for a loss. Maddox Burton teaming up with Lance Hasselgesser on the tackle. And the Bearcats heading in the wrong direction. Well, that offensive line was very effective in the first half. In the second half, they have not been as dominant. So it'll be third and 15. So now I think you almost have to roll him out. Because Southeast is going to come with their ears pinned back. They're going to know this is a passing down. Dutenhofer will go to the right of Pearson. And he'll look to his left. And he's got a man. Jump ball out there. A lot of contact. And I don't see a flag, though. They were trying to lob it out and allow Jack Johnson to run underneath it. There was contact there, but the defender has just as much right to the ball as Johnson did. I think that's a good no call. And it will be now fourth and 15. Good no call only because that's correct. Not a call that Bearcat fans would want. Minute 47, fourth and 15. Ball from the 26-yard line. This is definitely the best opportunity for Carney High to erase a four-point deficit. Dutenhofer will go to the right. Now Shaw will come across the formation to the left. And now we've got a delay of game. Yeah, the official that normally throws the flag for the delay of game. No, there's a timeout being taken by Carney High. Carney High got the timeout in time. Coach Cool called the timeout just in time to save five yards this timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. Huge play here for the Bearcats. They trail it 14 to 10, minute 47 to go into fourth. Fourth and 15 from the 26 when we return right after this. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Well, after the fumble recovery, the Bearcats, well, they haven't done much on offense so far in incompletion. They also had uh, a sack of the quarterback and a quarterback run that lost about two yards. Well, here they've got to get it all in one shot. Fourth and 15 from the 26-yard line. They still have two timeouts left. So if they get the first down, they'll be in tall cotton. But first things first, they got to move the ball at least 15 yards here. Dutenhofer will be to the right. Two wideouts to the right. One in the slot to the left. One split out wide to the left. Shaw will move across the formation to the left. Pearson 
Has time to throw, throws it, and overthrows everybody. It's incomplete. Was trying to connect with Caden Miller, and Miller was double-covered over there. There just really wasn't too many people to throw to, and pressure was coming. So Pearson had to unload it, and it falls incomplete. Credit Maddox Burton with pretty good pressure there, and taking the hit was Pearson. But again, he wasn't able to get the ball where it needed to be. And with a minute 43 to go, you're going to have a steady diet of running the football here by Lincoln Southeast. Bearcats still have two timeouts left. Snyder will be in under center. Gets the snap. We'll hand the ball off to uh, the tailback, Max Butenbach. Butenbach will get back maybe to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it when they unstack it. Carney calls an immediate timeout here with 99 seconds to go in the football game. Over on Power 99, Carney Catholic has a 58 to nothing lead over Wood River Shelton, running clock there. It's a final KICS. Uh, Adam Central with a 35 nothing win over Holdridge. Elsewhere on KHAS Radio, Hastings is starting to look pretty good against the McCook Bison. They're leading at 35 to 14. That game's in the fourth quarter. And it is a final Kennesaw over on the Breeze 94-5. The Blue Devils with a 60-2 win over Axtell. Carney has one timeout left here. So if they can keep Southeast from getting a first down, they will most assuredly get the football back. But again, Southeast is going to run the ball here again. They're not going to do anything fancy. Be second and 10. And the quarterback's going to roll out to his right, naked bootleg, and he'll gain about five yards as he ran into the waiting arms of Seth Altwine. Altwine makes the tackle on that naked boot. And another immediate timeout here by Carney High. Gain of five will set up now third and five. In the final timeout of the game here for Carney High, they called one on offense earlier when they faced a fourth down. And that fourth down play resulted in an interception near the goal. Lincoln South East fumbled the football, gave Carney High another opportunity, but. And if they're able to uh, somehow get the five, maybe five and a half yards they need here, then they'd be able to run it out. Otherwise, they'll have to give up the football. I doubt we see Snyder in the pistol or the shotgun. Yeah, he's going to be in under center. There's only one back in the backfield. And uh, that is uh, going to be Butenbach. And the quarterback's going to keep it, and he's going to be brought down from behind, but that clock is going to keep on moving. Great defensive play there by Peter Glant, making the tackle for a loss. But now clock will run here a little bit, and here comes the punt. It'll be about 50 seconds left on the clock when the punt happens. And we'll see if Carney High comes with pressure. 
Braden Miller back deep. And Lincoln Southeast is going to let time uh, nearly expire. And I think the coaching staff got a timeout. Yeah, Coach Cthulhu got the timeout in time to prevent a five-yard penalty and milk the clock as much as possible here. We'll take the timeout this time. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney. 51 seconds to go to Kearney High. We'll have it all for you when we return right now. To be a Platte River Prep school sponsor, like Awari Dunes and Copycat Printing, email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. 1230 KHS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Kearney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platteriverpreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. Well, a change. Yeah, it is Baden Boudreau. Boudreau is going to be in to punt here on fourth down. Carney High looks like they're going for it. And uh, Boudreau gets the ball off. And picking it up is going to be Miller with the fair catch near midfield. It'll be the 49 yard line or the 50. We'll see exactly where they spot it. So the Bearcats down by four will have the ball actually in. Southeast Territory to get things started here. It'll be first and 10 from the 49-yard line. 45 seconds left. No timeouts left here for Carney High. So Pearson will look to throw the football. Has time to throw. Pass right up the middle. It's going to be incomplete. That's one that I think Jack Johnson would like to have back. Hit him between the one and the one. He couldn't reel it in. Ball bounced in the air, and that was dangerous because there was a couple of uh, Knights right there with him. So it'll be second and 10. 41 seconds to go. Still time here for about six, seven plays for sure. Pearson, time to throw. Pocket starts to collapse. He's able this time to connect with Johnson. Johnson has it at the 30. He's working to get out of bounds. And he'll go all the way out to that left side and go out of bounds at the 30-yard line. So a game. And a chance to pull off the come-from-behind win. They led for two and a half quarters. And now Pearson trying to get that lead back. He's got time to throw. Steps up, throws it on that left side. He had a man, but couldn't make the connection. It falls incomplete. He was trying to connect with Seth Altwine, and had he been able to deliver to Altwine as well, he delivered that big 50-yard pass earlier today to uh, Caden Miller. We'd be lining up for an extra point right now. As it is, it'll be second and 10. 29 seconds to go. Ball at the 30-yard line. Most important thing is keep moving the sticks here, especially if you can get yourself out of bounds. Pearson with the snap. Drops back. Going to scramble to his left. He's still looking downfield. He'll throw it, and it'll be incomplete. A good incompletion there. 
as he threw it at the feet of Johnson. But that does take some time off the clock. 11 seconds expired on that play. We're down to 22. And now it'll be third and 10 from the 30. Had a nice 19-yard gain to move the sticks after getting the ball near midfield. Be nice to get about another 19 here. Pearson rolls to his right, steps up, throws it in underneath. It's going to be caught, and they're working to get out of bounds. And sprinting out of bounds, there is Miller to stop the clock. So Miller will stop the clock with 16 seconds to go, get the first down. And they'll move the ball from the 30 down to the 18. So first and 10 here for Carney High, 18 yards away from taking the lead back. Miller throws it incomplete in underneath. Trying to connect with Miller again, 12 seconds to go. Now second and 10, 12 seconds left. Now you got to run everything about 10 yards down the field or near the sideline to get out of bounds. So Pearson. In that pistol formation. Gets the snap, backs up a little bit more, throws it over the middle, and it's going to be intercepted. Intercepted at the 20-yard line. Running down that right sideline is going to be Tavian Thompson, and Thompson's going to go down, and that's going to do it. Another interception. Good jump on the read there by Thompson, and that will be the final play of the game. So the final play of the game is an interception by Thompson near the goal line. And Carney High falls tonight to Lincoln Southeast by a score of 14 to 10. Great effort tonight by the Bearcats, number nine in the state, falling to number seven, Lincoln Southeast by four. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have the New West Sports Medicine and North Peak Surgery postgame show coming up right after this. Despite what's happening in the world, New West Sports Medicine understands that orthopedic injuries still happen. Our community is spending more time at home with their families, and warm weather means more time spent doing outdoor activities. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is now offering an orthopedic rapid care clinic. Our goal is to help take some of the burden off our local hospitals. Walk-ins welcome, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4, no appointments necessary. Call 308-865-2770 for more information from New West Sports Medicine. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. 
to be a Platte River Prep School sponsor like Carney Catholic, Awari Dunes, and Copycat Printing. Email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. Plum 30 yes. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platteriverpreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. The American farmer is faced with hundreds of decisions to make every day. At Prairie Valley, we are committed to you and the decisions you make that affect your farm for the long haul. Prairie Valley Seed is more than a price and program. Prairie Valley provides you with knowledgeable agronomists who are fully invested in the success of your farm year after year. Our long-term commitment with Prairie Valley Seeds is to be by your side to help your farm achieve success not only today, but in the future. Prairie Valley's promise is to serve the local farmer. By your side and in your field, Prairie Valley Seed. Grow without limits. This is the New West Sports Medicine and North Peak Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Lincoln Southeast waited until those 26 seconds to go in the third quarter before they took their first lead of the ball game, but they were able to hold on to it by forcing a couple of uh, interceptions from the five-yard line in in the fourth quarter as Carney High was not able to come from behind. And they fall to 0-1 on the season. Lincoln Southeast with a 14-10 win. Let's uh, start with our scoring in the game. Uh, after a three and out, the second possession for Carney High resulted in an 81-yard drive capped off by Preston Pearson, who was able to make it in from one yard out. That made it 7 to nothing. And then James Dakin on the ensuing drive was able to hit a 31-yard field goal for a 10 to nothing lead, last play of the uh, first half was a 27-yard uh, field goal attempt by Dakin that was no good. So the Bearcats went into the locker room with a 10 to nothing lead. But then Lincoln Southeast uh, got things going offensively as McGinnis Snyder was able to uh, hit Tavian Thompson on a wide receiver screen. Thompson was able to go in from 30 yards out. And it was uh, 10 to 7. Bearcats still had the lead with 7.02 to go uh, uh, in the uh, third quarter, in the second quarter, rather. Uh, and then uh, in the third quarter, it was uh, Lincoln Southeast getting a Max Butenbach four yard run to cap uh, another nice drive. They take a 14 to 10 lead. As we mentioned, the Bearcats had a couple of drives that got. Uh, down to the goal line, or at least reasonably close to the goal line, and uh, they were not able to punch it in, and they fall here to Lincoln Southeast by a score of 14-10. to 10. Let's take a look at some of our statistics. In the air, Carney High, uh, Preston Pearson was uh, uh, 5 of 21 for 105 yards. And also one pass by Parker Wise in the first half. That was complete. Uh, so he uh, caught one reception for 30 yards uh, in the, uh, or threw one for 30 yards here in the game. Caden Miller had uh, 93 yards receiving. So a total of uh, 259 yards passing. Uh, excuse me, 259 yards total offense here for Preston Pearson. We'll talk more about that as he did run for 124 yards. So again, um, 135 yards in the air here for Pearson. 
And also Jack Johnson had one catch for 19 yards. Alex Schall had the three catches for 18 yards here for the Bearcats. And uh, also Chris Dutenhofer, one catch for five yards. Rushing the football, uh, Pearson had uh, ran the uh, for a, a grand total of 124 yards on the ground. Alex uh, Shaw did not have a carry here in the game. Par- Parker Weiss carried the ball nine times for 19 yards. Chris Dutenhofer carried the ball seven times for another 19 yards. There was a six-yard uh uh, loss earlier in the game as well. So in, that, in any event, uh, 124 yards rushing the football here for Carney High, uh, going for uh, 135 yards in the air. So a total of 259 yards, a total offense here for the Carney High Bearcats. Meanwhile, for Lincoln Southeast, again, they uh, they were able to answer uh, after the Bearcats uh, took a 10 nothing lead. That's when they got their first touchdown drive. To, to make it a, uh, a three-point game at halftime. And then in the second half, they were able to run the ball a little bit better, especially with uh, Max Butenbach, as Butenbach uh, is going to finish the, the game tonight with uh, 39 yards rushing on nine carries. Uh, McGinnis Snyder carried the ball 13 times for 20 yards. Now, some of those plays were erased earlier yards because he had to fall back on high snaps. And Nigel Bridger has carried the ball 11 times for 22 yards, so 93 yards rushing. And again, it seemed like they did all of those on the two scoring drives. It seems like that's where they got the vast majority on the... It's not necessarily how many yards you get, it's just when you get them. And uh, Southeast was able to put together a couple of nice drives and win this one 14-10. to 10. In the air... 5 of 11 in the air for McGinnis Snyder for 83 yards. Uh, as uh, Derek Branch uh, had a fumble in the game, no catches. Tavion Thompson, one catch for 30 yards, but did get a touchdown. Max Butenbach had a 29-yard reception. Jack Applegate caught the ball three times for 22 yards. So uh, rushing, 93 yards, 81 yards in the air. So 174 yards of total offense here for Lincoln Southeast. And uh, Carney High had 259 yards at 80 more yards, but they end up with four fewer points as Lincoln Southeast wins this one by a score of 14 to 10. Well, I'm Randy Bushcutter. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I want to say thanks really to uh, my son, Grant Bushcutter, who was my statistician tonight to really help out, as well as our engineers, Nick Grimes and Zane Jones back in the studio. Don't forget, coming up is the Friday night scoreboard show. Brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill over on Power 99. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Thanks so much for joining us. Good night, everybody. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.